All right, we are live. Uh, Benny will be here in just a minute. I think everything should be working. Um, we're out there a couple times, but for those who want to post questions, um, if you go to the Eschaeology Facebook page, there is a um, link there should be a second post down below this live feed um, for a, a, a link to an app that you can open up to um, ask any questions you want to there with your name or not. That's probably going to be one of the easier places to do it as we don't necessarily see um, everything all at once coming through um, since we're posting to YouTube and um, Facebook and everything all at once. Um, but we are starting to see your uh, your comments here now. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring Vinny on. Um, again, we'll just kind of do an introduction for those who don't know uh, don't know much about you know Vinny's history or or anything and kind of um, where he came from and how he got here and all those kinds of things. And then uh, kind of go into uh, plans with you know current plans in the near future with Mecca, and then go into um, some Q&A with you guys. There's actually, again, if you go to that link, um, there's actually, you can see a lot of the questions there and, and we'll hit stuff uh, kind of as much as possible and, and what makes sense in the time that we have um, without being here all night. But, uh, okay, so I'm going ahead and uh, bring Vinny on. Hey, Vinny, good evening. Hello. <laughs> Hi. So, uh, so we have Vinny here um, from uh, here from south of Nashville, right? Yes, sir. Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah. There you go. Um, so um, I'm not going to go through my history with Mecca as much here, obviously, because I already did that. I already did that with the uh, podcast with Steve um, Stern. If you want to go listen to that, you can. Um, nothing is not much has changed from the, that interview. Um, we kind of went through. Uh, Steve's history, why he started Mecca, when, how, how I got involved, and how that all intertwined and everything else. So, um, needless to say, my my history with Mecca is is deep um, and and intertwined there. Um, but I'm not going to recap on that. Um, but I have known Vinny since I think we first met when I was around 20 years old. It was probably around 2000 um, at some of the shows in Nashville when he was. Uh, Judging there with Mecca, Mecca started around 98. I started with Mecca around 99. Um, and Vinny's pretty much been there the whole time. But Vinny, how'd you, uh, to go, I guess, way back, um, how'd you first get involved in car audio in the first place? Yeah, well, I grew up in uh, Orlando, Florida. And um, anyway, a good friend of mine, when growing up, um, had moved away uh, when we first went into uh, middle school or junior high. And uh, he used to come back each summer and visit with me or whatever. And he came back one year in his uh, uh, car and had uh, a couple subwoofers in it and uh, a little bit of amplification. And, and right away, I was just, you know, uh, fell in love and got real excited about what uh, what that was doing, especially the bass at the time. And uh, <clears throat> we. Uh, <clears throat> started uh kind of some friends of mine and and whatever uh later on when we started uh driving ourselves we started playing with uh 
stereos in our own cars and uh, later on uh, moved up to Clarksville, Tennessee and got uh, hired on in a shop up there. That was actually in, uh, I think, late 89, right at 1990 and um, worked there for <clears throat> a few years and uh, worked, I guess, probably about, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four shops there in a span of from 1990 to 1994. And, um, anyway, and, um, started, um, competing, I guess, in, uh, 91, 92 and, uh, right in there, um, and, uh, kind of just doing little local shows and everything. And, um, <clears throat> and 1990, um, 96, uh, I got out of the mobile electronics industry for a profession and went into, started working in homes. And okay. um, right around that time, um, we uh, we had our daughter um, in '98, and uh, so I completely was without funds to do it at that point, as far <laughs> as building car stereo competition right. cars or doing anything like that. And uh, at that point in time, Steve was running, I think, USAC in the area, and uh and then maybe right into going into mecca so i'd already been working with him a little bit uh competing a little bit in usac at the time and then also um um <clears throat> judging with steve at some of the events and uh so that's when we met right there uh, i guess and uh, we met in 94 actually and uh and, so, and that uh, was in usac at the time uh yeah exactly yeah i was working with uh brad eubank who was the other founder of mecca uh, we were right. working at uh, um, audio video environments there in uh, in Nashville, just north of Nashville, Madison, Tennessee, and uh, just right by Goodlettsville. And yeah. uh, Steve used to come over and see us a whole lot. He was the Memphis Fultron rep at the time, um, yeah. and everything. So that's when um, I met Steve. It was right then. So he was selling Fultron, and I guess later Memphis to us, um, okay. and everything. So um, and then you know we kind of just. Uh, became friends and colleagues there and, and expanded into, you know, judging with them on the sound quality side. And then later on and expanded into, um, you know, when we had to start doing finals and things like that, we, you know, we're working on those things. And then later on, you know, became <clears throat> part of the awards uh, or not the awards, but the rules committee and, uh, and everything like that. Right. So, Yeah. <clears throat> So, uh, your, the majority of your experience since basically the mid, mid to late nineties has been pretty much exclusively judging, right? I mean, you haven't really, cool. you never really got into event promotion. You never really did a whole lot of, obviously you've built your own cars off and on, but not to compete necessarily or anything like that. Pretty much all your, your focus from the beginning has been on, judging and rules and ethics as far as car audio goes right because you've been your profession has been home audio for the most part yeah right? since 96 yeah i was making yeah. a living yeah doing doing working on homes i kind of did you know you freeloaded on the side and did some things for buddies <laughs> and things like right. that just because you know you uh, you know could and uh and so um yeah we we pretty much just uh, uh stayed on that that side of things um when um <clears throat> kind of to um recap on some stuff there so when we when we started working with uh with mecca or whatever and i think you were main one of the main 
um, architects behind the rules early on, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, which was a great foundation there. And then later on when we, um, <clears throat> excuse me, continued to, uh, grow. And, and like I said earlier, when, when we were asked to start doing finals and things right. like that, you know, Steve really didn't want to do finals. He wanted to just kind of make it a, keep it a club and kind of have a points champion and things like that. But when it got sure. a little more formal and things like that, then, um, I got way more involved, but yeah, pretty much I've always been on the competition side, and uh, come from judging and, uh, you know, with Mecca, I've never, never competed in Mecca. If I did, it was like maybe the first year or something <laughs> when it first started, maybe right. a couple little local shows here uh, right. in the Nashville area, whatever was about it. But yeah, so, um, yeah, very little experience from the competition side as far as Mecca is concerned. Right. And during that time, you haven't really, like, I was gone for several years in between and that and a lot. I think a lot, quite a few people have done that or they've migrated into different things. You know, they might have started out as a competitor for years and then migrate into being a judge and then, you know, those kinds of things. But you've pretty much been, I mean, from at least from Mecca's foundation, again, 99, 2000, I mean, you've pretty much continuously judged that entire time, right? You haven't really taking a time off for anything right that is correct <laughs> yeah. <let> you. <laughs> right right yeah so yeah so since then right around there so i guess that's oh my goodness 20 years of yes yeah analyzing uh cardio systems and, and judging right. so uh yeah i've listened to a lot of cars uh, and so yeah. to, to put that to put that in perspective for everybody we're talking between 20 and 25 years of continuous sound quality judging consistently i mean that's i I don't know of anybody who's done any part of you know other than you know obviously steve himself running mecca Mm -hmm. um i ask has gone through several different different hands um you know emma started around 2001 um and usac obviously has had a lot of changes but i mean that the consistency factor of of the people involved running it, um, it has been there. There's a ton of a ton of history, a ton of time there, a ton of shows. I mean, if you had to add up how many shows you've judged, how many cars you've judged, oh, I mean, wow. it'd be in the mega. It'd be in the thousands, I'm sure. <laughs> it'd be up there pretty good. Yeah, yeah. When we kind of took off there, um, so um, in. Uh, <clears throat> I was doing most of all the, you know, all the shows here locally with Steve that he did, of course, being, you know, right here in the Nashville area. Um, and he had been doing shows here really since, you know, the uh, mid nineties. Um, you know, he had a good following. So we already had a great customer base. So anytime we had an event, you know, we would have a, a reasonably good turnout, uh, from, you know, of course from the SPL side, but also from the sound quality side, you know, we would have, you know, even just a little Sunday afternoon show or whatever, we'd have a dozen to 25 cars show up. And uh, so, you know, that would go on. I mean, he was doing shows, uh, you know, twice a month. So yeah, you know, it would be, you know, sometimes uh, 20 to 50 cars a month being judged. Um, And so, yeah, yeah, we've judged a a lot or I have judged a lot of cars um, and everything. So uh, something you kind of asked a little bit earlier, kind of, uh, about, you know, just being a judge or running events or anything like that. So, um, in 2004, um, I started my own company doing home work, home installations, 
um, and selling. And uh, at that time, you know, when you go out and you start your own business, you're always kind of scared to death. Um, (laughs) Financially, you know, is this thing going to make it? And you're going to, you know, feed your family and everything like that. So I I went to Steve and I said, hey, uh, you know, here's my situation. I'm going um going into business and uh you know i said uh, i've been running these the the sound quality shows with them for quite some time and and um you know they're right when uh i guess maybe a year or two prior to that i had also started doing uh spl judging just because he had a, a a big customer base there so i was doing verifying and and running lanes and SPL. Uh, sometimes when we do a Saturday, Sunday show, we do Saturday SPL and Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, finish the SPL because so Saturday would be like qualifying. So, you know, we'd go up to that Louisville show uh, in February, the Carl Casper show, and we would run, right. you know, 200 cars through the SPL lanes yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. And I ran, right. you know, for years ran lanes there. So what he noticed was, is I understood the SPL side as well. It's, you know, a bunch of math. And, uh, and then, um, on the, you know, sound quality side, been doing that. So, you know, what's the next step is to be running your own shows. So, um, we had, um, you know, he needed some help in Indiana, uh, Alabama, he was getting requests to do events down there. And so, um, I started, you know, he would, he would set up the show and then I would go and, and run it. So I was driving to, uh, you know, working all week and then on Friday night, jumping in the vehicle, loading it all up with the whole thing and heading out to Indiana or Alabama or wherever, because Steve took care of Tennessee mainly and uh, running my own events for him. And, uh, you know, we agreed on a reasonable amount of pay and everything like that because he already had a good customer base in those territories. So, you know, I looked, he helped me make sure that I made it, you know, a reasonable amount of money to feed my family and everything in which I was always appreciative that he, uh, I always remembered that, that he, that he did that. And now my business is doing very, very well. So, you know, I, that's, I'm, you know, kind of in return, always thought of remembered that Steve, sure. you know, helped me during that time, making sure, cause you go out and you run an event and make pretty good money on a weekend. And, and, uh, you know, so now that with, uh, on this side of things with the sound quality stuff, you know, I've helped out, you know, to, make sure we had people there at the events and everything and, and uh, paid for some of that stuff and everything when we couldn't get support or sponsorship and things like that. So, and, um, and to, to put a explanation point on that, that Benny is not going to say there's a lot of Mecca events, some of them, including my own, um, that would not have been nearly as functional without Benny's support, whether he was there or not. I'll just say that. <laughs> so he was just the lining, lining up judges, you know, helping, helping, you know, use, use whatever you got in hand to, to help, uh, you know, right. fly judges mm-hmm. out and, and get them involved mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, as recently as, you know, when we did the, we were, I think we were all working on getting some industry support for like the, the clinics and stuff like what we did. And it was recently as, you know, Knoxville and, mm-hmm. um, you know, Benny helped, um, Benny helped get Hogan there to, to help us out and everything else. I mean, that was, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's a continuous thing and, and I feel the same way. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in the industry or doing this without Steve giving me the chance in the beginning either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, people are people, there's always a double edged sword, but I mean, I think we're both here for similar reasons, um, because of similar reasons. Um, but again, yeah, it's, yeah, we it's, both it's, enjoy it's, the hobby, love the sport. So, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't 
it's it's not worth doing it if you don't love it that's for sure it's <laughs> it's there you go. that's right yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah nobody especially these days nobody's uh especially if you're just doing sq there's uh you're not feeding your families off of that um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah it's it's definitely a passion and, and with that obviously there there comes a lot of with passion especially in something like this and i think any competition there comes uh, obviously a lot of um you know a lot of emotion that comes with that but um but uh over the years like let's just say say mecca for example from you know when things kind of got more formal um especially carl casper definitely helped um build you know build mecca i think in the, at that point it, it was one of those events that really it was exciting with the car show and everything else mm-hmm. and having that many people come in and everything i think that was one of the the key events and that really got people <clears throat> excuse me it, it was the bookend to final ended up being the bookend to finals you know it, you, you mm-hmm. kind of started out the year with casper and you ended you know it was similar to spring break i guess to a certain degree um but from that time when things kind of got from being grassroots and six or seven cars you know here or there in a parking lot to um really being i mean they're I would say by the mid 2000s, I mean, Mecca was the major organization for a while, you know, in terms of numbers of cars um, and still is to this day. Mm-hmm. And but how have you have you noticed any difference in how you've had to approach the judging through that time or is your approach similar, if that makes sense? I mean, is there is there something in your process that you've had to change from then to now, whether because the cars changed or necessary in the rule side or stuff you've learned over the years or is, you know, are things now the way they were then or has it evolved? Uh, it's definitely evolved. Uh, so if you kind of think back and, and kind of the way the rules and the architecture of Mecca early on, uh, was very similar to the two formats that were already the dominant formats. Um, you know, it was kind of a spinoff a little bit of some of the USAC rules and some of the IASCA rules, um, just because they were already very good foundations. So, um, you know, why re, you know, totally rewrite the book at that time, you know, we didn't know to be do anything different, um, you know, and then when I first started getting in the rules committee or whatever, um, you know, the customer base wasn't huge. You know, we would have, like I said, anywhere from, you know, sometimes five cars to 15, sometimes 20 cars here at a local event here in the Nashville area. Just, you know, it was just we were spoiled because we, Steve had already been doing shows here for so long, you know. But then right. I'd go up to Indiana and do a show and I'd have 50 SPL cars mm-hmm. and two sound quality cars. You know, and it would be guys that were already, you know, doing the SPL and, you know, just come over and do the sound quality thing or whatever. So other than the Nashville area, we didn't have a lot of customers in the sound quality. Um, And so um, when we first started getting invited, you know, uh, early on to, uh, you know, I remember when we first did our, uh, you know, first rundown that we got invited to Spring Break Nationals down in Daytona. you know, what did he have down there? He probably had a hundred, 150 cars competing or whatever. And we probably got 25, right. You know, cause they were pretty much down there to do the uh, ASCO event. 
and uh, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. It was our, you know, it was the proven um, um, format. You know, they had already established a long, you know, history there of, of doing a good job. So, you know, we we went down there and we worked very hard, and uh, we took care of those people that um, wanted to compete with us, and uh, you know, kept getting, you know, and we respected our role down there. We were a supporting company um, down there, and he was always. You know, he's very respectful to um, everybody he interacts with from other organizations, uh, competition organizations to his own customers and his employees or helpers, however you want to put it. And, uh, you know, we're we're doing the same thing. Um, And so, um, you know, we we were just a reflection of him as to how we want to, you know, he he wants us to take care of the customers, um, the competitors. And then also same thing, you know, when we're down there, we're basically a guest of Iaska's, um, you know, to be there. So, um, you know, we loved doing that event um, from the judges going down there. You know, we got to go down there and hang out at the beach and. (laughs) <laughs> you know, be down there at spring break and everything. Right. So it was a, it was a lot of fun and uh, it took us a good several years um, to get a foundation going. Um, and so, um, you know, go down there and we would get just a portion of the customers. Um, we went to um, Larry Chisner's show up there at SVR, got invited there to go there. You know, we were kind of starting to get noticed mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you're kind of asking of how we were listening to the cars and how I was listening to the cars. Well, you know, I came from USAC and I asked a judging, you know, I'd help with both IASCA events and USAC events with Steve and, um, and, and even did a little bit of whack. If you remember those WAC, um, did some events with them competing in, in a little bit of judging. So, um, the um you know the the way i was listening and analyzing the cars was very similar to how i'd been doing it there and the score sheets and everything kind of had pretty much the same uh, descriptions you know or whatever so uh didn't listen to them super loud i didn't um um you know analyzed them at a reasonable volume and and uh you know, as far as, you know, uh, understood placement and I can hear things where they come from very, very well. And, and that's what, you know, I was doing. And so, um, what, uh, what kind of really started to change, um, in the, uh, kind of the way Mecca ended up going, um, was I was down at uh, spring break one year and uh, a gentleman had started competing with us named Matt Roberts. And uh, he, um, he, he would, you know, of course, get judged by me. And I think back then, I could remember all the judges. John Bruman was one of our judges, um, main judges that judged with us, some down there. Um, and then um, anyway, um, Matt wasn't scoring very well uh, from me, not to what he thought he should be scoring. And so he, um, um, very politely and very respectful, um, you know, asked me after the, uh, after the event one time and, and just said, uh, I'd love to sit with you, uh, in my truck while you, while you listen to it and, uh, you know, show me, you know, what you're, tell me what you're listening for and what you're hearing and everything like that. And I said, oh yeah, I'd be very happy to, you know, that was kind of part of, um, the way Steve wanted us to, 
to work with the with the competitors you know so they really understood um you know what we were looking for always do that and i always uh you know i always really like doing that. i mean i love this stuff so why not yeah. so communicate with about it some more you know and, uh, and you were, i mean you were doing you were doing the the clinics and everything else from the beginning you know i correct. remember that you know having mm-hmm. the clinics beforehand even even at the bigger shows and even at finals, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, you were getting in people's cars and helping them and, you know, getting mm-hmm. it, especially the ones who had never competed before, but, you know, making sure they kind of had an idea of what they were doing before you got in and went, what, <laughs> you know, right. That was yeah, something else. I forget about that. Cause we don't do it much anymore. So, right. uh, it's almost I mean, that, that's, away. Where, that's yeah. where I completely stole the idea for the, for the, the meat and tweaks was from yeah. that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. So, yeah, early on when we didn't have a huge customer base, we had time, uh, you know, or whatever. You show up and there's 10 cars there in the parking lot, you know, get there. Right. Of course, I'm never on time. Everybody knows I'm always running 5, 10, 20, 30 minutes late. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know, we'd get there and, and, uh, and you know there would be whatever handful of cars, ten cars there, right. or whatever. Kirk Kirk was usually one of the first ones there, especially in the Nashville area. He was coming up. David Hogan's another one that was competing early on with us, and uh, you know they'd both be there early and ready. And you know Kirk would always want to want you to give him a clinic, uh, you know whatever. He'd be like, I'm I'm trying a new tune, and and uh, you know you'd, you'd get in there and give him you know five, ten, twenty minutes, whatever. Sometimes it'd be an hour if we didn't have very many cars show up. And uh, you'd spend more time doing that than really judging the judging the cars. But uh, yeah, exactly. So yes, we we like to spend time and and, and educate if we could uh, what we were what we were looking for. And so um, you know, there goes this uh, leads just into the situation with Matt down there because there's definitely many right. shows where I had spent some time with people um, uh, before and after the show, kind of in their car with them and and everything like that. And uh, so. Um, you know, Matt did the whole, you know, just sat in there very quietly and, and let me kind of say what I wanted to say and how I was looking for things and everything like that. And, uh, you know, and I just made a couple comments about some things and kind of said, you know, it's kind of compressed to the left and, and, um, you know, it doesn't have a lot of separation things and, and, uh, everything like that. And he, you know, just listened very, you know, politely and everything like that. And he says, yes, sir, I, I agree with you. And, and, you know, I'm just, we're so close to the speakers on the driver's side of the car. You know, he says, you know, what I was, what I was having, what I've been having trouble with is, you know, I delay him out to get, get the imaging and everything to kind of open up and everything like that. But I just, I lose energy. I lose impact. I lose dynamics. It doesn't sound real at all anymore. And he goes, now that we've listened to this, you know, these few tracks that we haven't really listened to very loud at all and uh and and everything he goes i would like to you know demonstrate the sound system to you and i said oh sure and he goes well i want to change the music and um uh he put in um some oh goodness maybe janice ian i think is what it was um that's about right and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so surprise oh my yeah oh my goodness i hadn't uh you know from a car audio system to have that amount of energy from, from top to bottom. I mean, mm-hmm. just from low frequency, mid bass, everything was there and it just, you know, um, you felt, you know, 
all the drums. And it was very fun to listen to. And his, he goes, you know, I, I, you know, and he was explaining to me, you know, the, the, um, uh, the system again, you know, about uh, delay and everything like that. And he even let me go in there and play with some of the delay on it. And sure enough, it, it, it fell on its face. It did not give you that experience when, when you delayed it out and tried to make it image. Mm -hmm. And so he said um, that he felt, and this was his polite, respectful opinion that there wasn't another vehicle in the parking lot that would do what his truck did, you know, with that song. And I said, well, you're probably right, but I wouldn't know because I didn't listen to it. Any cars like that. I analyzed them, uh, the way I'd been analyzing them, you know, for years. Mm. And so, um, that was our introduction. And when, and when was this so, about? Oh goodness. This was well, our earlier years down there when we first started doing the spring break shows. Um, I couldn't tell you what year my, my, years are running you know together right. so much mid, um, mid 2000s yeah probably so yeah somewhere 2005 there. Yeah. 2007 yeah because he's he's uh he's on the cup um for one year and i ought to look that up or whatever what year what what year matt run won the cup or whatever but he only competed just a handful of years with us before he before he um you know moved into to working um on this side um right. of the fence and so, um, you know, just right then, um, right away, um, you know, he started making kind of a light bulb go off, you know, above my head. And I started realizing, okay, well, we need to be thinking about that. It was mm -hmm. probably always there. It just wasn't somebody had to kind of, you know, share that with me or whatever. And, um, and so, um, you know, from that point on, we, I started paying a lot more attention to, uh, dynamics and things like that. David Hogan, um, came on with us, um, and started working with us on, on this side of the fence, um, right around that time as well. Um, and, uh, and right away, the three of us worked together. Um, once they joined the team on the, on this side, um, and rewrote basically the the rules and the definitions of the classes um, and everything like that to be more focused on performance. And so um, Matt was mainly the person feeding me and David as to what speakers could do and telling us, um, you know, limitations as to locations in the car and uh things like that as to where there would be a breaking point for the rules to be so mm. you know here here comes small drivers being allowed higher in the vehicle where there isn't speakers located right. there originally you know kind of what we're doing in the street class now um, but even in early versions of that you know when we evolved into the modified street class where we started saying okay well now you can put larger speakers and factory locations and things like that modifying and so all the all the things in the classes were all now more performance based instead of you know early on we were doing things with power and things you know whether you're a professional or you're an amateur or you're a consumer or whatever um, we were just finding you know we we don't really have enough customers 
um, to create all these classes for consumers and for professionals. Um, so why don't we just create all the classes and everything based on complexity of system design? And then that way we, we would be able to um, allow pros and consumers or whatever, because if the systems are designed very similar, then it's all based on, you know, how well they did the foundation of putting the speakers in, the tuning of the car, the electronics, you know, it's really going to matter more about that than it is, you know, so much if you're a pro or your consumer or anything like that, because now we've got very similar system designs competing against each other instead of, you know, somebody who's a pro versus somebody who's a consumer or whatever. And most of the time it was a pro who built the car for the consumer anyway. So what did that really, and that, you know, nowadays, it, nowadays a lot of the, the DIYers, so to speak, are uh, on a, whole nother level i mean there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of pros that could learn a lot from diys diys on the sound quality side especially when it comes to the tuning and speaker placement and stuff like that because they're willing to take it a little bit further and take the time on it that is required it's not just about the install anymore right exactly yeah it just it, it became about the performance of sound versus mm -hmm. yeah how, how fancy the installation was or anything like that so um you know well there's two examples right there of two champions uh with uh with david and matt uh you know david hogan is uh when i met him he was a commercial electrician working for his uh working for his uncle he mm -hmm. didn't have anything to do with the mobile electronics industry from a profession and uh you know matt's a contractor um, so he's in commercial construction, uh, mainly. And, uh, and so one, uh, another person that has really nothing to do with, you know, the industry or whatever, these are just two people that this is a hobby and they're passionate about it. They love great sound. And, uh, you know, that's what we have found is, um, is competing. And what we had found at that time, you know, when you really go back and, and you look at a lot of the people that uh were successful you know kirk profit one of the most successful competitors ever in the history of doing this him and i would consider mark eldridge you know are just you know two of the top people in history probably that have done this um you know mark obviously in this a little bit as a profession working with uh jbl and all that and and i think he's associated with jail audio of something at one form or another and uh you know but early on i'm not even sure if he was a, a professional in this industry he may have done something else but kirk he sells uh commercial kitchens right he sells right. The, you know <laughs> he's not he's not yeah. uh he's it's the first away from it than you can imagine yeah oh i know exactly it's uh yeah yeah so um oddly enough just to you know back when we were saying i competed or whatever i'm jumping around just a hair bit here or whatever but i met kirk prophet we went down there and i think it was either at 90 i think it was either 92 or 93 spring break nationals and uh i don't think i had pre-registered and just decided to go down there and enter and um and so um there we were standing on the steps of the ocean center and I'm standing next to Kirk and, you know, I didn't know him. we never met anything. Of course, this is long before Mecca or any, any of that right. stuff or whatever, but that's when I met Kirk, he was there in a Lumina or Z 34 or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think is what he had. And I was in my arc seven and, uh, 
and we were down there to 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 compete or whatever for that for the Haska show. So that's that's how long that's how long I've known Kirk. Um, right. Um, is is all the way back to there. So, um, but uh, anyway, and Kirk's been a huge influence in this as well. Just you know, evolving and and sharing with us, and um, you know, that's that's I think how this is is really Mecca has evolved based on its customers. I think we're one of the best companies that when somebody from a competitor to um, a manufacturer um, gets involved with us and injects themselves uh, into our, our um, I guess maybe the management or whatever, you know, gets involved with us um, on the rules and ethics committee or whatever. Um, you know, we're open-minded. We, we want to hear your ideas. Um, but also kind of, kind of be, become part of the culture, so to speak, yeah. not, not necessarily having an effect on how things, um, the shows are still going to be run the way, the way they are. The judges are still going to judge the way they do, but that culture has a dynamic that changes when people get involved. Like, for example, Linda and Richard Poppison, right? I mean, I would say a lot of things on the rules and ethics side were able to kind of grow up with <laughs> them injecting what they they know, you know, working at NASA. You know, it's one of those things oh, where my goodness. when yeah. you have that kind yeah. of background and accustomed to those kinds of things, a lot of us um, just do our job our way. It's, it's not mm-hmm. regulated to the it's degree like what they do so when they are accustomed they to that kind certainly of made thing, us, yeah. yeah they're able to bring that professionalism into something that may not have had it before yeah exactly i mean you know it was it was um myself and matt and david and of course mr stern steve stern that you know we wrote the rules there for several years and adjusted the rules you know as mm-hmm. needed or whatever um and then um uh, Richard and Linda started competing out West. And then, um, you know, after their, uh, competition career, um, same thing that, that Matt and David both did, you know, when they were getting to a point where they had already kind of proven themselves on the competition side, um, and, and were very involved on that side and then injected themselves on the rules and the judging side. Um, you know, once again, here we, you know, uh, Richard and Linda from the West Coast, where we had some foundation out there, but not a great one. Um, you know, they injected themselves into the club. And, uh, you know, Richard's a very intelligent person. Linda's way beyond any of us. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I think um, I'll probably tell you straight up Linda's Linda's here, but you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's only stands this tall, but yes. Right. right. Intelligence goes, she may need yeah. a pillow. To, she may need a pillow to judge your car, but other than that's that, right. she's, she's probably it. taller than you. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's a good way of putting it. And so, uh, yeah, just, uh, two very intelligent people. And, uh, also just, you know, the, the, the other nice thing is, uh, I was actually talking with Richard a little earlier today uh you know how um i kind of as far as demeanor uh or whatever i'm 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 always kind of serious or whatever i i do laugh sometimes and have a good time or whatever but i'm i'm always kind of a pretty serious person 
And, uh, you know, I was talking to Richard today and he's got that little giggle he does. And, uh, you know, I was just like, you know, you guys are just a, you know, a huge, you know, asset to us and, uh, just, just great people, um, to have on the team. Uh, they're always happy. It seems like I'm sure there's sad times and serious times too, but you know, they're just fun people. They're super smart and, uh, they have their background in music is crazy and uh or whatever so yeah they've been huge assets and richard pretty much he's our you know we, we'll we'll type it up or whatever and of course all the punctuation will be a mess and uh, that's the rules for years right you know you saw the formatting and things like that i have no formal you know education other than high school and and uh, i'm not sure what matt's education is exactly um and so you know we were typing these rules and david uh, and here comes Richard. And then all of a sudden, yes, the rule book looks way better um, and much more um, coherent. You know, you can understand what what things mean now. So, yes, they have brought all kinds of, of levels of respect to the to the business. And uh, and so, yeah, they are they are fantastic. But uh, but that's um, you know, that's what we've noticed. You know, what I've noticed is um, being here the whole time, pretty much is we don't necessarily try to find people to work for us or work with us or whatever. They just like Steve's personality. They believe in what he's trying to do and, uh, you know, uh, his willingness to listen to a great idea. And that trickled into me. And, uh, and so whenever we see people who are credible, that's the key thing, and their ideas are credible, then we always want to invite them to come and communicate with us, help us make things better if they're willing, because this is really volunteer. I mean, this, this whole thing right. of no, of, nobody's of getting our paid stereo competition or no anything else yeah oh yeah there's no <laughs> money took the, in this, you took the so. hourly wage it's <laughs> negative yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think yeah. about you know how many t- if you really look at the pay scale you'd be shocked why we do this um so mm-hmm. most of the time we're paying to go judge cars so yeah. um literally you know yes and uh and so uh you know it's all volunteer you have to love this and so um you know, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. David injected himself in, came in and wanted to be here, enjoyed doing it, just loves it and got on this side, made it better. And then Matt just followed right behind him. Same thing. Uh, we've, me and Matt have become very good friends, um, and everything. And I love talking with Richard, um, and Linda, they're very fun, uh, and everything like that. We miss Chris. Um, uh, and so he was, he was great to work with and and judge with. We've had just some amazing people and talent uh, come through the organization. Uh, And and, uh, I'm shocked I'm still here, but um, you know, that's, that's, um, that's really, uh, you know, kind of giving you the, you know, this side of things, because, you know, maybe people don't hear, understand, you know, all the stuff that comes happens from this side of things or whatever. But um, you know, that's, that's really what, the organization is it's it's a it's just a bunch of people who love it and uh you know and and when we recognize good people 
um, we want them to be a part of it if they want to be a part of it. You know, I'll certainly do recruiting, you know, if I see right. somebody and, and, and they get to a point, uh, you know, for example, you know, and I, I'm, I'm around a lot of people in this area, you know, the Nashville, Tennessee area, and we got mm-hmm. a great foundation here, whatever we got, you know, cars out of Alabama and Tennessee, Georgia, Kentucky, um, uh, and everything, some great people and great com- competitors or whatever, um, you know, um, you know, Mike Myers is next when he's done, when he's done, uh, competing, you know, um, we're ready for Mike to, uh, he wants to come aboard on this side of things, but I think right now he still wants to compete, but you know, those are, uh, people like him and, and others in, in different areas and territories. Um, you know, um, Steve, I never say your name, right. And I apologize for this. Uh, Steve Wiedner, is it Wiedner? Wagner. Gosh, Wagner. Gosh, I'm going to say it right one day, Steve. I apologize. <laughs> they, they, uh, you know, they threw all the vowels at it. You know, it's, I, I understand. Yeah, I get, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, Steve up in the Northeast, we did mm-hmm. a show up there um, at, uh, in New York or whatever. I flew up there and we did a show up there. And, oh my God, that was crazy. Um, and so, uh, you know, Steve got, um, you know, we were doing, uh, back then we were doing three X's, not four X's and three X's were three judges. And we got up there and there were supposed to be some other judges or whatever. And they weren't there. And I looked over and I go, so you're judging today. He's a, huh? <laughs> I was like, yeah. You. And, uh, so, uh, right, right. So we ended up doing a three X with two judges. I mean, that's what we had, you know, whatever. Right. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, he's, he's, uh, you know, another guy that's just, uh, you know, he's, a uh, he, he's talented. He, he can tune cars, he can build cars and, uh, and, uh, you know, he could certainly judge without any problem. He did a great job that day. And I think Steve Stern said he's judged a few times with us up there and, and done a phenomenal job, but those are the, you know, when we see people like that, those are a little bit of who we go after for judges. And then also, you know, they usually come and share ideas with us. I mean, they're passionate about it and, uh, you know, curious. So that's, that's kind of where the personnel comes from and the, and the, and the judges and everything like that. So, so to, to fast forward a little bit, I think that's a, a good foundation. If we need to go back, um, we will, but to, to kind of go into where we are currently. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess what started this topic was, um, what's coming up in the next few weeks um, is the the training um, proposed on March 20, I think it is, in Clarksville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So what's the plans there? What's the kind of ideas behind it? What got it to this point? Because I think what you actually have planned is is quite different from what you've done in the past to a certain degree, right? You've, you've kind of, again, injected some new ideas into this that, that are more experimental that um, maybe haven't been described yet so what's your what's your thought pattern on that yeah so um you know it's an odd time right now and we can't go to the symphony and and we can't go to live venues you know really and hear music you know there's not much of that going on right now so um you know uh steve has a a really good program and uh over the years and when i think about it and i even spoke to him about it the other day i'm like wow just your your the things you try to do to get people to understand music is very, very important because if we don't know what a violin sounds like, which he takes us to the, to the symphony, then how would, you know, we know how to judge it. 
And so, um, you know, he takes us to live venues and introduces us to all kinds of types of venues. Usually we on Friday night or whatever, we go to a kind of a live kind of bluesy or uh, something like that bar or, or venue um, and hear some live music that way. And and uh, and then on um, Saturday, we do the classroom uh, type of uh, stuff where we share the rules with everybody kind of, you know, verbally share with, with you what we're looking for as best we can go over a little bit of the history of Mecca and things like that. And then Saturday night we do, uh, um, uh, go out and go to the symphony. And so, um, and know, somewhere in there in the classroom, we also do a little bit of, uh, in car listening and analyzing kind of, you know, going, listen to the cars based on what we discussed in the classroom um, mm-hmm. on the Saturday, uh, when we get together. So it's a really, um, fast paced weekend, you know, Friday night, boom, we're going out hearing a little bit of live, um, you know, energetic music. Um, and then we do classroom on Saturday and then Saturday night we do the symphony. Uh, so we, you know, it's just a, a, a cram packed weekend. And then Sunday we actually throw these group of people in cars and make them judge, um the freeze fest show and that's what it, it's been that way now goodness i don't know we've done this 10 12 years plus something like that time. maybe longer yeah. yeah exactly with with something similar to that format but i mean the symphony hadn't been here the whole time because early on he used to like to take us to a uh, a little studio here in nashville and get a little studio time uh you know you'd listen in the studio mixing room and then also he usually do a little live music thing there play some drums the guitar and things like that. Maybe have a little mini band there or something to give you some kind of live music to get the feel of the experience. What a real mm-hmm. instrument sounds like right in front of you, the energy that it produces, the dynamics, how loud is a set of drums, you know, in that room? Oh, it's ridiculous. Um, right. And so that's what, you know, that's what Steve's always wanted. He's wanted you to understand what the instruments really sound like what how much energy the dynamics that they produce that they have a little raspy edge and you know coming out of the horns the you know when they play the drums it's not just the bass drum you feel that snare should make you blink every time it's hit you know the energy that it produces and that's real i mean that's the instrument and so um you know he wants you to understand and have that in your musical memory so when you're going to judge the car, if you decide to use the drum track that we have as one of our tracks you're allowed to use, that's the that's the test. Does mm-hmm. that vehicle or that sound system, you know, how well does it really reproduce you sitting in that room with that guy wailing on those drums? And if it's not close, then, then obviously it's not very accurate. Uh, so that's that's been Steve's thing the whole time. Um, pretty much from the beginning he's a he's a musician himself um you know plays and sings and and all that so um you know he knows and loves music and so that's his whole you know reasoning uh you know behind our sound quality program he wants you to be able to um you know create and make great sound he wants our customers he wants us to help them you know, as we can or whatever, but, you know, our job as a competition organization is to analyze and write the scores down on a score sheet and, you know, place these vehicles that compete with us. So um, anyway, that's been what we've done 
for many years is um, has run that format. Um, but um, over the last couple years, um, and I'm not on social media that much other than sometimes I glance on there and see what people are doing a little bit here and there and uh, and then um, look at some things based on my hobbies of riding dirt bikes and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm not in the, the forums and the groups and things like that, paying attention to what people are saying. So, you know, some people shared with me the um, some of the things that they think were a little, you know, maybe choosing certain vehicles for this or that or, you know, or why does this car always win or why does this team always win or something like that. And so it kind of um, not that anybody that I could tell was being like ugly or anything. They're just sharing opinions and views and things like that. Um, it just um, kind of made me want to think about, you know, because we're basically those are our customers, if you look at it that way. Right. And we want to, um, you know, what is what would be the best way to help them understand maybe why we're uh, saying this car um, wins or this these groups of cars, you know, are winning or whatever. So, um, you know, from me being here pretty much the, the whole time and understanding the evolutions of, of what we're looking for now, um, you know, I understand it. Obviously, a, a few uh, uh, group people that are here, Richard, Linda, you know, David, uh, uh, several others that work work with us as far as from the, the judging side or whatever, uh, you know, and, and Steve Stern, of course, being our, our, our head man here, you know, has told us what we're, you know, what we're to be looking for, how we're supposed to be scoring and what, what we're asking the systems to kind of sound like or whatever. So we know, and certain competitors are getting it and understanding it or whatever, but does everybody understand it? And so it was kind of the question that came in my head. And then, so do they really know what we're looking for? And so I thought, well, maybe we do, um, you know, not necessarily do a judge's training, but it can be a judge's training. It can be our training of all things. It would just be an education of Mecca and what it's, what it's about. And so, and, and, and kind of do more listening in the cars is what I thought would be a good idea. Cause right now we do, you know, the live thing on Friday night, we do, the live thing on Saturday night, which is phenomenal, but we can't do it much right now. Um, and, uh, and do just, you know, we'd love to do a classroom portion of the day. And then we do a little bit of listening, um, at the end of Saturday before we get ready to go to the symphony. And so, um, you know, I thought if we could just get maybe some more, get a little bit of classroom time and then, um, go and start listening in the cars. And um, one of the things that kind of came up was, um, you know, that, you know, why can't a stock car or maybe a street level car score what a Mod X or extreme car scores? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I kind of believe um, that they potentially maybe could. Um, but you know, like I said earlier, when we wrote the rules in the rule book to put the cars in the classes, each class and level allows you to do more to the car to make it sound better. 
So just by the theory of the classes, you know, it's going to be quite difficult for a car that we only allow you to do very limited things in to score as well as a car where they potentially could put a studio monitor on the dash of their car shooting, you know, right at you, really. I mean, if you... And, and I would say we're, we're majority talking about max potential versus max potential, right? We're not saying that, you know, a car that is in a class doesn't necessarily mean it's going to max out that class, obviously. <laughs> you know, it could have right. plenty of issues. It could, have, you know, it could be in that class for a, yeah. a reason. There are a lot of SPL vehicles, for example, that end mm-hmm. up in the higher SQ classes because of mm-hmm. what they've done to the vehicle that doesn't fit in a lower class. So, right, right. and that that vehicle may not even have any speakers in the front of the car <laughs> been there. So it, you know, <laughs> it, just because a vehicle is in a class, does it, you know, magically, yeah. you know, it, it's like, you know, buying those yeah. new running shoes or that new bike or whatever, isn't going to make you run faster or, or go faster or, you know, anything. Like it. Oh, There's a yes. lot involved in this other than just being in a class and having a certain amount of equipment put in certain places. So just to clarify oh, yes. that, you know, yes, a stock class could be an extreme vehicle and mm-hmm. they recently have, you know, that doesn't mean best in class, best in class. Um, right. And I, mm-hmm. I think, I don't think you're saying that we're necessarily assuming that because it's a stock car, I could never give it an 81, for example. You know, there's not a, there's, there's nothing. Oh, no, in, no, 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 no. There's nothing. There's nothing, in, there's in nothing right now. says you can't. Exactly. That, that right. it can't score whatever it scores. Um, you right. know, I was, I was talking with, um, I can't remember who it was. It was somebody the other day. I, it, and um, anyway, uh, two people when I met them and then the way I met them, um, one was Brian Mitchell. Um, mm-hmm. This was a finals one year um, at uh, where we did it in Nashville. And um, he came out and he competed in master class. He was in a uh, black Chevy Cruze. And mm-hmm. I think it was the first year or second year of that automobiles uh, release. Um from Chevrolet. And, um, and so, um, fairly new car, if it wasn't, like I said, a first year build of that car or whatever, when they, when they first, uh, Chevy decided to build that. Um, and it was a little, it was a black four door and, um, <clears throat> he was quietly on one side of the building over there. And of course he was master class, So he was kind of at the end of the event and, uh, you know, um, Mark was there <clears throat> that year in the uh, NASCAR car. And, um, you know, I had, um, I believe Mark may have been the previous year's champion at that time or whatever. So when I was going around judging the cars and and everything like that, usually, um, just out of the respect of the, the, uh, Pearson being the, the prior year champion or whatever, I usually waited towards the end of the day to judge that, that car. Uh, kind of analyze all the other cars and then directly compare him or that person's the champion car to it um, or whatever. It's just something I've done. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just a style. Um, and so um, Brian happened to be the car right before Mark that I judged or whatever. And I got in it and uh, didn't, you know, we're Steve Stern's always told us just be blind. Don't look at anything in the car. Just, just, get in them and listen, you know, let the, let them tell you to how to operate the system and, and everything like that. Of course, you always just say hi and, 
you're there, you know, introduce yourself and all the normal formalities that we teach everybody to do when, when, you know, judging a car. And so, um, you know, did that and, and listened to it. And, and it was like, holy cow, this thing sounds really good. And, uh, you know, it just, it, 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 it did everything very, very well. And, um, and so I got out of the car and I was like, who are you? <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? And, you know, I'm not you don't know me. I, yeah. Well, you know, I don't. <laughs> so, um, you know, he was from California. We didn't have a lot of California com- competitors at the time. And, uh, you know, but I'm, you know, I was, I was curious, you know, I looked at the car and I'm like, where's the speakers? And he's like, well, they're all where they came from, from Chevy. They're not, you know, the speakers that Chevy put in there, but you know, yeah, we just, you know, replaced the speakers and he did have a set of tweeters exposed. Um, and, uh, but yeah, he said there, everything's just in factory locations. And I said, so this thing's a street car. And he's like, I guess. And I'm like, why are you competing in master? And he goes, well, I, you know, I'm somewhat affiliated with a, with a manufacturer. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, awesome. Very good. I was, you know, I was just like, you're, you know, told him this, man, this thing sounds really, really good. And he was just, I mean, right at scoring at to what Mark scored that year. Mm-hmm. I mean, right on his heels. And so to say, you know, and, and Mark's car's got a few modifications. I mean, it's, it's, completely built up built from the ground oh, up yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean there's it's you know the whole thing was based on you know making sound i mean the whole you know that's that's what he did i mean he did as much as he could possibly do to make that thing sound phenomenal but um for the environment it was which was amazing and so um <clears throat> you know those to say that there's a limit that you can't score because that car scored right there he beat an enormous amount of advanced cars at that show. If you just compressed everybody into one class, he was pretty much, I think Mark was the cup winner that year. So he was second in a street car amongst Mm -hmm. all the other cars that were there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Tom that, um, works with you a whole lot, same way in that black truck. We Mm -hmm. were at finals one year. I didn't know Tom and, you know, he competed in master that year and he was over there on that far wall back there across from where Larry likes to always park by the big door that opens up going out. This is in Louisville finals at Louisville. Um, Sometimes opens up if we can find the key. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Yeah. Let people in and out. That's it. And so Tom may have hit it. Uh, so, um, you know, I was just, yeah, I was just like, you know, I got out and, uh, once again, did the same thing. I'm like, who are you? And where's the speakers in the car? And, you know, he scored an 80 that day. Mm-hmm. So to say that these, you know, cars that are simple can't score well, they sure can. Right. But the, right. you know, the, by just on paper, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the likeliness is, 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 it's a lot more difficult. They've got to have a lot mm-hmm. more talent and really, really know what they're doing. And so therefore, you know, here we go. Tom has been very successful in competing and building great sound systems. Brian's the same way. Now he's the current cup holder or whatever. Very talented people. 
So they figured out a way, um, you know, to make what was, you know, a very difficult thing to do, do. You know, they, they made both of those vehicles sound very, very good. Um, you know, and we all, you know, a- afterwards, I think David was there that year judging finals with us or whatever. And I was like, did you not listen to that black truck? And just, you know, he's like, yeah, it's a freaking street car. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, that's just something, you know, we were just very impressed. And so when folks like that um, are capable, but um, what uh, in, in this training, Mm-hmm. Um, is it, what, it is uh, this a judge's training? Is this a judge's training? Is this or what's the concept behind it? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's you know even when you think of what we've been doing all the years and we call it judge's training, is it really? I mean, it is. A, it can be a judge's training. It can be a, a just a general knowledge fest if you want to call it that, um, because it's just general information. Um, mm-hmm about the music and about how to enjoy music is what it's always been. So this one's going to be a little more focused on, um, you know, a little more focused on the rules. So definitely a lot more focused on the um, uh, sound quality listening rules, um, how we're coming up with the numbers and listening and scoring on cars and everything. Um, but I think I would just call it more of, um, of, of, of a, a mecha training. A mecha training, right. Yeah. Mecha yeah. Mecha training. training. Yeah. And that's what they've always been. Yeah. And, uh, it's really what they've been. We're always looking for good recruits and to help us and be part of the team and, and all that. So, you know, it's just our, you know, um, Steve's just always called it a judge's training. And, um, but really it's been, you know, most of the people who come through don't always end up judging. They, a right. lot of times just came to, learn more about what we were looking for. And, uh, and so it's definitely worthwhile for anybody, even, even if they don't compete in Mecca, it's still, there's a lot of contrasting information that's available there that Mm -hmm. has been gleaned over the years and put into it. Um, you know, it, that Mm -hmm. is worthwhile for, I mean, I did it last year and I learned quite Mm -hmm. a bit and I've been doing this for a minute. So yeah, it's it's good for uh, everybody. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I was kind of going. I thought, well, you know, if we could share with them, get them in the cars a little bit more. And then um, the way I wanted to set it up was, is we're trying to do um, three vehicles. And uh, what we were going to do is dedicate groups to listen to those when they go out to, when we go out to start listening to the cars, um, groups groups are going to be assigned to three cars. And we're going to use a uh, simple system, you know, stocker street system as one of the vehicles. We're going to use a uh, modified level car, modified or modified street level car as the second car. And then the third car being a uh, more advanced car, kind of either um, Mod X and up, basically. It could be a Mod X or, you know, extreme car. Of course, Masters, also anything really. But Mod X or extreme level, um, you know, class car. And so, um, you know, being we're in the Tennessee area and we have lots of, um, uh, or being we are in Tennessee, um, and, and in the area around us, uh, we've got so many, um, good sounding vehicles here. Um, I invited several people already to come and, uh, depending on how many people are, are going to attend, um, we'll, we'll invite more. Um, but, um, Rob has been gracious to actually shut his store down on Saturday. He's 
closing to the customers. He won't, giving you won't do for me. So you got more pull than I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Well, you know, he, he, you know, he, it's funny. And, uh, uh, he, he loves this sport. He's been doing it. A, uh, well, he did it a long time early on and, and, uh, I competed against him, um, worked with him for a little while, uh, and then competed against him. Um, and, um, and so uh, he's passionate about competing in car stereo, I tell you that. Um, but the one thing uh, I like about him is uh, he wants everybody to do well um, and everybody to learn. And, uh, you know, so um, he, he's volunteered this um, to, for us to have it there. You know, he's, he's held, been holding shows there uh, the last several years um, with you as the host, actually. Uh, he's hosted the, the location, but you've been there hosting the, the SQology right. and, and, and bringing in the judges and and uh, organizing that. Uh, so um, uh, this time he said, uh, you know, why not uh, come down here and, and use the store? And I said, oh, we'd be honored to do that. It'd be great. And so um, that way we can get the, the reason behind it was um, because for us to find a venue where we could be comfortable, because usually this is done in February. Not that March is going to be any warmer, um, right. but, uh, you know, it's usually it's called freeze fest for a reason. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, getting that many vehicles inside somewhere that's climate control, um, his, his bays are pretty, pretty much, you know, reasonably climate control. Um, they can be, you know, in this, it's probably going to be, you know, if it's cold outside, they'll, you know, probably 60 something degrees or something in the car bays. Uh, but that's way better than 30 or 20 outside. Um, so this way we can have the cars in a pretty comfortable environment. They can all be plugged in and have power. Um, he's got a, a room upstairs, um, that we can be in if need be. Um, if we end up filling up the car bay and he's got a showroom where we can kind of all sit in there for the classroom portion of it. So, um, there's, uh, there's two things to this and I'm jumping around a little bit and I apologize. Um, so the, um, the reason why we kind of thought, when he's uh, uh, volunteered his location, I thought, you know, this would be really great if what we're doing here, we can take it on the road. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, Steve has basically, um, Steve Stern has mm -hmm. basically um, what, we, what he calls retail members and uh, that's stores. And so, um, you know, all over the country. And so if we could take this kind of on the road, maybe not as quite as big as this is because, you know, we're fortunate to have so many vehicles here and this is kind of our home, you know, uh, uh, Mecca's in Goodlettsville, Tennessee, which is just uh, north of Nashville. So we're kind of all right in the Nashville area, suburbs of Nashville. Um, and so, uh, you know, if we decide we need to go up to the Northeast or whatever and, and share with those competitors, you know, uh, because it's not convenient for them to come here, then we would like to use our retail members. Um, and, um, and by doing this at retailers, we're noticing the manufacturers, our ears are perking up mm -hmm. because now we're directly um, involving ourselves with their customers, even if you think mm -hmm. about it. And so they're supporting us in this a little bit. We're getting a little bit of, of fundage to get some help um, to travel and move people around and get judges there, put them in rooms, feed them, 
um, and everything, which a lot of times is out of the pockets of the people who are doing it, volunteers. Right. Um, and so um, that's nice. Uh, so this way um, we can uh, hopefully accomplish a couple things um, with folks is, um, you know, get them a little bit more familiar with what we're looking for um and everything and then also they may learn some things themselves you know about um about sound and 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 the dynamics of things and all that because we're gonna we're gonna go through the whole procedure with them very thoroughly um we're gonna break it up into three sections um just like the score sheet is um we're gonna start with tonality we're gonna do a little bit of classroom time with that uh, educate them what we're looking for, you know, try to get them, get it mentally into their head, what, a, what it achieves, what, uh, what is required to get an eight on the score sheet, um, or a nine or a three. <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, you know, and then we're going to go out and we're going to get into the cars. Each car is going to have an instructor in it or the owner of the car, which knows really what the car sounds like you know these these cars that we're bringing in are uh, experienced competitors um mike myers is one of them kevin keen brian gill tim smith um some of rob's cars are going to be there um david hogan's coming up from alabama to be in one of um robert's cars as an instructor robert rob's going to be in in one of the cars I'm going to, you know, whoever ends up in the lucky group of being uh, put into my van, unfortunately, I'm going to be in that. Um, and so. Um, and, 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 to clar- and to clarify here, and one of the things that, I, well, a couple of things that I was un- under the wrong assumption of, but, um, you know, a. Yes, it's being held at raw, you know, at audio specialist. Yes, a couple of their cars will be used, but not exclusively. For one, for two, none of this is intended as this is the reference for this class. You know, it's it's, a, hey, yeah, these are no. these are some these are some cars that have done well over time. Mm-hmm. Um, they happen to be in you know in this category, and you know there are differences. Th- these are all upper echelon cars that are doing well in Mecca currently, in these respective categories, mm-hmm. and so you kind of to be able to compare and contrast what is possible when you're able to do more as you go up the, go up the class structure. Is that mm-hmm. fair? Yeah, that that's, correct? that's, that's kind of what we're saying there. So, you know, when you think about, um, you know, those levels of cars or whatever, and we're going to try depending on how this goes or whatever I was, I, you know, ideally I would love to put them just like we judge the cars where we start in the simple cars and then we go to the next one or whatever. But I feel like we're going to end up spending, you know, when we start getting in the cars and they start listening to the music and, and everything like that, that they're going to, um, you know, it's going to, they're going to be in there a little bit and, and communicate with the car owner about what they're hearing and things like that and, and everything. So we're probably going to end up putting, you know, people in each car right away, you know, so you may start out in an advanced car and experience that. And then you may end up, ending in one of the simpler cars um but you know and they may you may have the same experience between them you know it may be that the the simpler car um is that good in the in the advanced car that 
that group happens to have, you know, unfortunately, if you end up in my van, it may not be as good as Mr. Gill's uh, Mercedes, you know, <laughs> so, right. uh, you know, but but I, I think it's good to have, I think it's good to have some there. of that baseline. Yeah, yeah. Some of that baseline, mm-hmm. just even if it's a factory car, just to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, be able to get that, not even not a baseline necessarily, but just a, com- a again a comparison and just a, mm-hmm. something on a score sheet to say this is this is what's happening in the car. And obviously, our our for any of the organizations, the the scoring, the the score sheet, the rules, and everything else is obviously very much revolving around the very specific limitations of a vehicle. You know, mm-hmm. not it, it's it's one of those things where if you're if you're uh, um, sitting in um if you're sitting in a studio and you're perfectly triangulated between the speakers and everything is you don't have to worry about how good the center is because mm-hmm. <laughs> everything's everything's already there mm-hmm. um so so yeah it's um you know the the the, the difference in the cars especially with being off center in the vehicle and and trying mm-hmm. to work beyond the confines of the vehicle in terms of where you're not paying attention so much to the physical mm-hmm. limitations of the vehicle, but how, right. the, how everything is presenting itself there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the part that gets, gets things, mm-hmm. um, into line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's some physics there and, 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 you know, like I said, one of the learning that and never really, you know, it, it's common sense. It really is, but you know, not everybody looks at it that way or whatever. And so, really, the introduction of Matt coming on board and his simplistic way of explaining things, um, we really understood better what you know needed to happen there with the the separation of the classes and the leveling and uh, you know from simple to complex. He does a very good job of, of helping us understand that and uh, pretty much is the you know architect behind um, that tiering there. But um, so anyway, I think with this format, you're going to hear, even if the car sounds real good, there's going to be something different that you hear because, you know, when there is a mid-bass speaker um, down low in a vehicle, um, that's not saying that all the mid bass or the bass is going to come from that speaker. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. We hope it's not. I mean, that's really the goal is to not recognize where the speakers are in the vehicle or anything like that. But if it just resonates a little bit, or if it just does something at all that makes it stand out and say, here I am, then that's going to give you that sense or location that that's going on there. So mm-hmm. now you've got somebody uh, like Steve up there with that van and mm-hmm. his mid bases are on top of the dash. <laughs> so if we've got a little localization problem at all with a speaker or anything like that, it's not going to pull the soundstage down. It's going to be up high anyway. So if he's got a little bit of smearing or anything like that, well, maybe it does smear a little bit just over but it's not making his soundstage height most likely really change too much. Does that make sense to you a little bit? 
I mean, this, this is just case, a small example. Yeah. In his, his case, case, right? A big example because his those are actually mid ranges on the dash, and then I believe he has mid bases in the kick panel still. But oh, regardless, well, there you go. He, See, he made it work. He made it work, right? Judge not paying attention, but yeah, his all sounds like it's up and big and huge out in front of you there, or whatever. Uh, so maybe I'm the only weird one that has a six on my dash in the van. Uh, we have the same van. Mine's just the earlier model uh, or whatever. So, um, but anyway, there are some guys using larger. Uh, speakers right, right. up high in the vehicle um, and things like that. Sorry, I didn't realize that Steve stuff. Oh, I, I, I could be, doing I could a be wrong. Job. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, but, I hear you. No, no, no. You're probably right. You're you're probably right. Yeah, there you go. So, um, but um, anyway, so just a, a small example of that or whatever. Or you think of a street car or, or a stock car or whatever. You know, the mid ranges are even. You know, most likely even low in the car unless the factory. You know, they were fortunate to have uh, something up there. Uh, in the car, you know, from the stock class or something like that. You know, the newer cars today, they're doing a lot of twos and threes and stuff up in the dash now. But years ago, you know, it, you know, you were luckily to have a five or a, a six in the door down at the bottom. And, uh, you know, that was real common uh, stock or street system years ago. It was a, a five or a six and a tweeter, you know, in the front and, uh, and a woofer in the back. And, and so the limitation of that system um, you know, the mid range and everything, but the high frequency was originating from low in the right. car. Right. So, yeah. So, all right. So, um, I, I think overall, I think it answers most of the questions for, for that, you know, particular event in that mm -hmm. it's, it's not really, you've, you've changed the structure a little bit because we can't do everything that was possible in previous years. Because I mean, when the last, um, I think, the first, the first uh, COVID outbreak really happened within the week after, before the mecha training last year in 2020. Mm -hmm. You know, it was that next week that everything <laughs> changed. Um, okay. Um, so obviously, we've all had to deal with that because of COVID. So now this year, um, it already got delayed out a month, and then you know you've obviously had to make some changes because of the whole COVID situation and everything mm -hmm. else and, and mm -hmm. also Im implement some new ideas. But again, um, this isn't, this isn't being set up to use these cars as a reference. This isn't set up to you know, put any one thing other than cars that are currently involved. I think that's one of the biggest things If any of this mm -hmm. is participation. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like you said either right. earlier, people who are injecting themselves into it, who want to be involved and make stuff like this happen. I mean, these guys that are bringing these cars, um, like you mentioned, Mike Myers, I mean, he's coming from Knoxville. He's got to show yeah. the week before he's going to Texas the week after, and he's got a yeah. four hour drive to get to, to Nashville, you know? So, right. um, yeah. so I mean, these guys are, it, you know, it's not like they're, yeah. they're not financially coming out ahead for, for being involved. Oh, in this. no, this is, <laughs> they're, 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 they're volunteering their day and, and, the and same with, same with like Rob, I mean, a, a, a retailer shutting down on Saturday. Oh that's, gosh. you know, that that's the one day of the week that you try to make some money. So, um, um sure. he's not, he's not going to make any money from this. You know, he's, he doesn't no. make any money. He loses money every time I show up at his, his place. So, you know, that, yeah. that's, that's, that's how this works. I mean, a lot of people, I think it's easy to, it's easy to look at things from one point of view, obviously, mm -hmm. without looking at all the point of views. And I think that's what we're kind of, trying to start here uh -huh. is is being able to see you know both have you know your end and my end as far mm -hmm. as you know you with my 
Rebecca, me with SQLG, and then being able to also then take the com- the competitor's perspective and see how some of the stuff might mm-hmm. be seen by them, and then try to at least open up that dialogue to to understanding on both ends. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the the one thing that that that's unique about um, Steve and and kind of the foundation of Mecca or whatever. Uh, you know, the manufacturers never got behind him a whole lot early on. And, um, you know, Steve went and did shows anyway. You know, he just pushed on and he developed the rules thing. And, and you know, he went out there and, and out of his own pocket, and, you know, we went and we did shows. I went on many, many, you know, like I said, the first, you know, run to Spring Break Nationals. We went down there and, you know, we lost. You know, I, I mean, he gave me a hundred dollars for going with him that weekend. And we stayed in a very interesting hotel the first several years down there. In fact, Nathan Hayes went with us one year to, to, to judge the SPL side or whatever. And his, you know, hotel room door wouldn't even shut really. Um, and so, you know, there just wasn't any budget. I mean, you know, there wasn't anything he didn't, you know, he knew he was, he was, you know, we went down there and his, his suburban that year. And, you know, we had the trailer behind us with awards and packed up in it and his SPL meters and, and his, and his PA and everything like that. And, you know, we, we, you know, we're eating cheap lunches. It was just, you know, we just did it cause we, we, we loved it, you know, or whatever. And, and, uh, you know, back then I was working for somebody else when he first started this and, you know, I made minimal amount of money and, you know, this right. was a, a kind of a, you know, yeah, I made a hundred dollars, but you know, it was, it was just, you know, I went down there, it was Daytona beach and, you know, but you know, the whole thing was, is we went there and we, with, uh, with what we thought was a good thing, and tried to present our product and uh and everything like that and so you know you look back to even you know don't look back but you go forward to right now and and just you know last year no one was able to create a finals yet here comes steve and he figures out a way uh we held it at the most oh bod oh wow for what we've been holding um finals or hosting you know at the the event location you know we've had some really nice venues lately and we were in uh, i think it was cheatham county fairgrounds no power no you know barely had (laughs) it was uh yeah and you know they turn the power there on once a year for the fair other than Mm -hmm. that there's no power you know we generated charging the bat you know it was to me when we did our finals this year um, it, it just really felt like a little bit of old school Mecca. Um, right. it was, you know, it was just us again. And, uh, and not that, you know, not that we love doing the big giant finals. Don't, don't get us wrong. It's a, it's a lot of fun to see all the faces and to have a hundred cars show up for us to listen to and analyze and tell them how great they sound. Um, and, but you know, this was just us. And, uh, it was very informal and, right. and, uh, you know, I'm out there cleaning the bathrooms before the place cause they were disgusting and trying to sweep the underneath the pavilion and use a blower and everybody's laughing at me cause I don't know how to use a blower. And, uh, and so it was just, it felt real good. Saturday was awesome. It was a sunny day. Everybody spread out, had their own space out in the sunshine. The judges were mad at me because I was making them walk all, you know, they'd have to judge a car on this side because we did kind of scheduled judging a little bit. 
And, you know, they're like, oh, well, that car's parked on that side of the field and that one's parked on that side of the field. So, yeah, it's a nice sunny day. It'll feel good to walk, you know, between there, give you a moment or whatever to, you know, enjoy the fresh air. And so, you know, it was it was a nice spaced out day. Well, here comes Sunday and somebody some comes over to me. I think it was Ron Baker. And he goes, man, you know, the rain's coming. Right. And I was like, uh, really? And because, uh, you know, it was clear that morning. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, I went into RV and, and, uh, checked it out, fired up the generator cause there's no power and, uh, got on my iPad for a minute. Sure enough, looked at the weather about an hour, hour and a half weather was coming. So, you know, I'm like, I go and gather the judges real fast. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, obviously you're in a car, I'm not going to have it move, but I've got to move all the cars up underneath the pavilion. Right. And, uh, you know, so all these people already had their little generators and buddies and everybody set up where they were spread out and feeling comfortable and everything. And then all of a sudden I'm asking everybody to get real close and, uh, you know, which we weren't supposed to do. And, uh, you know, cause we, it was a tiny little pavilion and, you know, everybody got under there and they're coming to me and going, you know, Hey, you know, how do I get power or whatever? And I told a few people, well, that guy over there, he's got a generator or whatever. And finally, just so many people were coming. I was like, make a buddy, make a friend, figure it out. You guys will. And they did. And, uh, you know, it was, it was wonderful. You, you know, I stood back there, you know, cause I'm going into the trailer and, you know, adding things up and, coming back out and, you know, I'm running the event. And then on Sunday I did SQ2 judging or whatever. So it was a very busy day, you know, having to do all that. And, uh, you know, the judges are still busy. Everybody was doing a good job and just, I just happened to be, it was kind of towards the, you know, we're kind of getting winding down and, and we laid all the trophies up on the stage, but we laid them down so they wouldn't blow over. We had that one year where all the trophies broke. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm picking them up and lining them up. Mandy's there, my wife with me, she's helping me. And I turn around and I look out and there's everybody up under this pavilion. It's raining and, uh, they're just all hanging out and talking and having a good time and everything. And I was like, that's it. That's what this is about right there. I thought that was awesome. It was just, you know, everybody's getting along. Everybody's happy. And, you know, I think everybody had a good time. I know it's their seriousness and everybody had to get judged and there was results and there's winners and there's losers and, you know, we got to pick one or whatever. But, you know, it was just, that's, that was it. Everybody was there. Everybody was learning, you know, and a lot of people were sitting in each other's cars and it was, it was just awesome. I, I was you know, I, I look back, you know, Steve's almost in tears. He saw the same thing I did. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was just really neat. And that's yeah. what Mecca's done. Yeah, we just make it happen. We come, we work real hard. These judges work real hard. All the personnel works real hard. Steve works real hard. You know, everybody's, I, trying. I, everybody's trying to do a really good job. And, uh, and I think we've got a great product and, uh, you know, we want to, as people tell us we're doing something wrong or as people want us to, um, you know, try to adjust or do things or whatever, uh, you know, we're here. We will listen to any credible idea, credible person. You know, you, you show me something that makes sense and, and I'll, I'll listen and I'll present it to Mr. Stern or you present it directly to Mr. Stern. I mean, he'll, you know, he talks to people all day long, uh, you know, or whatever respectfully, you know, don't, 
call up and, you know, yell at him and tell him he's not doing something right or this or that or whatever. Well, he's not going to, just like anybody won't really respond to that, but respectfully, you know, submit just like Matt did with me that day in the, in his truck, he respectfully listened to everything I had to say and then politely shared what his view was and what he thought. And sure enough, he sold it to me. He, you know, he did it. And so it can happen and it does happen. And so that's what makes, you know, things get better. You know, we Mm -hmm. get good people all over the place. You know, I see names popping up here and I know all of these guys Mm -hmm. and all of these guys have gotten better since I've met them, not because of me or anybody else, because they did the work. Right. They learned, they went and researched, they went and listened to a good car, asked that guy, what did you do? And most of them will tell you what they did. I mean, no one's keeping big secrets. It's not the old days of when we used to show up at the shows and, you know, you wouldn't even know if I was in the parking lot. Yeah. I mean, my and, car and Like was, you said, these days we're all learning from each other. I mean, it's one of those it things is. where well, some of these guys go down rabbit holes that you know, I, I've, I've never done, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like mm-hmm. you learning from Matt, when he was still a competitor. And, and I think mm-hmm. there's countless examples of that, um, mm-hmm. in this and, and we all have room to grow. And, and I think, like you said, as long as, as long as we're talking to each other, adult to adult as adults, oh, yes. you know, it's like, right. <laughs> you know, the, the, the judge is, is not, you know, I don't think you should treat anyone like this, but a lot of times the judges get treated like, you know, they're, they got your Burger King order wrong. And, you know, (laughs) and, and on the flip side, there's some judges who think they're much more important than they are. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of at one point in my career of judging, thinking (laughs) I'm somebody really special that I am. And, and people have humbled me. I'll tell you that for sure. That's right. (laughs) Well, and and I and and I think judge is such a terrible word. Um, oh yeah, you know, but, but there's so right. there's so, yeah, sure. Right. Well, and there, yeah. there's so much of, of even coach involved. You know, it, it's oh, like yeah. I would say during the year, ninety percent of of the ninety percent of the year, especially for someone like you who's judging every, in especially historically judging every other week. You know, uh-huh. at the same uh, style events with the same people here. You know, you're you're judging the same twelve, fifteen cars. Maybe, excuse me, maybe ten, fifteen times in a year, mm-hmm. and then, you know, so during that time, you're really a coach. You're giving them feedback. You're help uh, helping evaluate their system. You're help guiding mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. um, which can be a double edged sword if you then you know are judging finals. But you know, I think that's the the part, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's what got lost a little bit because not because of the event, but because of the year that we had um, Mm -hmm. in that Mecca was the only one that had finals, which I mean, trust me, I tried for four months. I mean, this personally put hundreds of hours into trying to figure out finals. And, and Mm -hmm. again, I'll give Steve tons of credit for pulling it off. The, The downside of that was the fact that a year of essentially no events, you know, we had two or three, decent size events, you know, that year, if that. Mm-hmm. And so you had judges who hadn't been judging consistently. You had competitors who hadn't been competing consistently. You had a lot of people going in 
without a lot of practice, without a lot of recent, you know, practice. Yeah, from and, both sides. Right. And all of that creates something explosive, potentially explosive and unusual. You know, yeah. the people who are the, the people who are satisfied with the outcome are going mm-hmm. to be more aesthetic than normal. And the people who yeah. are not are going to, you know, be more, more passionate and uh, emotional is, about is, that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tough part of the business you is know, we got to pick you, a winner and we got to pick a loser. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I mean, somebody's going to win, somebody's right. not. It's it's the way it is, and so right. Right. you know we're we're human beings. We're doing the best we can. We think it's a really good format, so you know we want it. You know, right. we, we think we've got a good product. Yes, exactly, right. and yeah. doing the best we can with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is what it is. But um, yeah. okay. So I'm going to hit some of these. Uh, so we're not here all night i know yeah. we've both we've all had a long day and i apologize for the the time but um just to so we we know that this training that we have coming up in march um that you're doing the following week in um and i announced earlier today and i talked to Vinny and a couple other people um but during the event at lone star we're going to be kind of adding on the component of um the the meet and tweak like what we did um, in Knoxville, just kind of a condensed format. Um, we're going to have a few people in place on Friday before the event. Um, and to, to kind of be there, especially for the people who are way new or just kind of need a, need a helping ear, um, to evaluate before the event. And then especially, um, my, actually my primary focus for this is on Sunday, because obviously there's going to be people, um, half the people, will not be competing the money round on Sunday, which means half the people um, will be there on Sunday with um, less to do. So, uh, and probably most of those people will have questions for, I ask Emeka and uh, Emma as to um, what they can do to come back better next time. So that's our goal is to really be able to hit that on Sunday um, and kind of make it a, a dual event going on at that point where we have the meet tweak on Sunday Um combined with you know the money round going on so there should be something for everybody throughout the entire weekend um, no matter who you are and th- thank you for Vinny um, for stepping up to help on that and and a couple mm-hmm. others as well so um, yeah uh, anyway so one of the first questions that that came up is how many judge training events do you uh, see being offered this year um, my answer to that is we'll find out where we're at next month and go from there but <laughs> do you have mm-hmm. do you have anything in the, on the books right now or are you kind of also in that that uh next next step um right now we're we do not have any any other locations yeah. uh set up usually this is you know once a year and then steve has carried on you know he'll go out and you know years ago he used to go out on the road a whole lot and you know he would hold a training whenever he was going to, you know, expand it into a new territory or something like that, or start to set up a new event director in a territory. So this is uh, brand new to us. It's just an idea, you know, that I, that I was kind of kicking around late last year. I talked to some of the fellows about it uh, a little bit at finals. And uh, mm-hmm. so um, I, I don't have anything formally right now set up. Um, you know, I was going to, once we got this one done, if it went, you know, hopefully well, then, um, you know, that was the plan was to get 
uh, retailers um, involved and find some folks that would uh, be willing to do it. Um, you know, I was thinking by this time, this um, the Corona thing would be winding down. I didn't realize, you know, I didn't do the math very well in my head thinking, <laughs> yeah, it's going to take this long. It's going to take a year right. before we have a solution. And yeah, I don't, how long I don't, is it going to take to get to all the people? Well, there's yeah, a few of us I don't think we can buy that there. game anymore. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I don't know who's going to be receptive to it. That's right. why I was really excited that Rob did, um, you know, want to do this. And so, um, and there's enough room in there. We should be okay um, and everything. So, you know, respect each other. If you don't feel good, obviously, please don't come. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, um, you know, we just want to, you know, get out there and, and try to get this. One thing I didn't share with you, I'm sorry. Um, is, um, this is just a quick little thing. So the, the one thing I said, I thought, you know, we need, I said, Oh, I think we need to do a little bit better definition of what the songs we use, um, mm -hmm. you know, defining what we're looking for in the songs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Steve goes, Oh, we already have that. And I go, we do. And he goes, yeah, it's on our website. I'm like, Oh, wow. Okay. One of the things I really didn't really pay attention to. Uh, I go on there and I read it and I went, oh, well, that didn't really say much about the song at all, other than it's like me and you talking. And I told you a little bit about the song and you go, oh, yeah, that might be a fun song to listen to. But there's really the nothing. She totally sounds like a female. So as long as she sounds yeah. like a female. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So it's just it really did not you know, describe it all. And I, th you know, I started breaking one song down that I love using, uh, when I compete, um, it's the little orchestra song that we got. And, uh, and so, um, uh, on the mecha disc. And so, um, I've talked to Richard and Linda in depth about it, um, and everything. And so we're working on trying to really break down that track really well. And so yeah, I, heard, I heard there was about a four hour conversation on that, I think. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. But you know, no, no, it was good. It was good. We talked yeah, about yeah. many, no, I'm many just saying things. It, yeah, no, exactly. Went, right. It went, went in and broke it down in depth to every, every bit mm -hmm. and piece. And as we all know, if, uh, if you know Richard and Linda, um, that that will be detailed, and there will not be a piece missed. So I'm looking forward, to, and I believe right. on this one, Richard and Linda are planning to also um, uh, plan to like do what we're doing with like a, a virtual call in as well on that portion, right? Is that uh, I guess so. Yeah, that maybe I didn't okay. I didn't get into that with Richard or whatever. Okay. So you may have communicated okay. that with him, but yeah, I'm all for whatever they want to share. I mean, we're all going to learn. So. Um, um, as I did that day during the four hour conversation. So Linda did most of the speaking. I just listened. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, we're, that's, that's another level we're starting to do, you know, when you think back and, and, uh, when I competed back years ago, uh, with, uh, I asked organization, you know, one thing that that CD did is it gave you a little introduction as to what things were, they were looking for there. Right. And then you got a little snippet of a song. Um, you know, we're a little more complex than that because we don't do the compression of just, oh, we're going to listen to this little bit and then score the part of the score sheet with that. We're actually, um, it's, um, yeah, Richard's right. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, we are much more complex and we listen to all, you know, quite a bit of songs and blend them in or whatever. And the judges have a little bit of discretion. Actually, they have full discretion as long as they're pretty much using all of our songs that we say we're allowed to use. Um, you know, so, you know, we could show up at a show and surprise, we're listening to this song. But if, you know, once again, if the system's really sounding good, then 
it's going to sound good over all that stuff. So it doesn't, doesn't really matter, but uh, that does make it more complex even from us as judges and uh, also uh, from the competitors or whatever. So it is definitely, the, I think, one of the most challenging uh, um, organizations. But anyway, yeah, the IASCA does do that little bit. And then so we wanted, I wanted to do that too. I wanted to give, you know, um, you know, a, a good definition of what, all the songs are potentially uh, we're going to start with the ones we're going to use because we're only going to use five songs at the training and we're going to try to have really good definitions of those songs. Um, and so uh, that's, that's the beginning of this direction kind of. And like we talked, uh, we, you and I have talked about too. I mean, it's one of those things where if over time, um, especially with like the, the events that we have scheduled right now, if we can add some of these components to those events mm-hmm. um, where we already have everybody there. And again, you know, maybe we can play with doing this uh, at the Lone Star event at the end of March, but um, kind of see how that goes and then go from there. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, Hey, hey we tried. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, it's one of those things where wherever I think we can all work together um, mm-hmm. to do it, obviously the better it is. Um, moving on to another question. Um, I can probably answer this one kind of for you only because i've been there in this part um probably more than you have but um there, someone's asking if there's a possibility for an sq finals on the west coast um and i will tell you having satellite finals and sound quality between uh, west coast and the primary event and then trying to merge those things together both as a competitor and judge and event organizer um is nearly impossible to pull off properly. <laughs> well, right. Uh, we already have uh, something in place. Steve started this, you know, year one or whatever. He calls it his state finals. And so right, right. we have territory finals already. And I think Richard's kind of compressed that into California and Nevada. You know, he's gather, he's pretty much doing a, a West Coast finals uh, right. or whatever. So that is the best of yeah. the best already out there on the West Coast. And they already get recognized for that as state champions uh, or territorial champions. However, they've been as far, doing as far as calling world finals, though. Yeah, it's yeah, world happen. finals or yeah, <laughs> national finals, whatever you're called. That's going to be one one venue, one location. It's sound quality. We need to be there. I mean, the meters. From the SPL side, um, you know, if if they've gotten to the point where they're that accurate, where everybody trusts that they're getting a fair shake between the machines, that's that's and, and awesome. even then, I would and even then I would say there's you know those who would argue that it, it isn't. So yeah, it's yeah, I'm, I'm not arguing one way or another. Fifty-five but, one, and the other guy right. hits one fifty-five two. I mean, ooh, I mean, you know, I'm at looking, one I'm side or another, one ten uh, elevation. Yeah. Temperature, barometric pressure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that there's, one. I, there's, I'm, mm-hmm. No matter yeah, how you yeah, cut this, yeah. and you, you can't tell well, me. What do we I mean, do if there's a tie on both coasts? Right, I mean, right, right. You know, whatever. Right, okay, right. both of them scored 89. I mean, what and do then, we do then? then? Yeah. And then we're Aaron Hardison yeah. and doing audio on YouTube, and we don't want to do that. I'm just kidding. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> I, had to, I had to. Okay. Um, uh, Larry Ng. Um, asked, uh, how do you, he actually has a little multiple, multiple point question to this, but the format that I use for people to ask questions, um, kind of cuts it down and I'm sorry for that guys. That wasn't intentional. I just kind of, 
I kind of picked this out of a hat to try to give an audience. So if you have longer questions, um, we'll probably end up doing this again because I doubt we'll hit everything tonight, but I'm going to try to hit the high points. Um, Larry asked, how do you overcome the notion that we seem to see the same judges at finals every year? Think on that before you answer it. Um, oh, no, I, I've got a great. Um, well, I, I understand exactly how to answer yeah. that. Um, so um, uh, in, in any organization or any company, um, when you go to do a job or a task or whatever you, you're going to do, um, you want to bring um, potentially what is, you know, proven to be credible, knowledgeable people um, with mm-hmm. you. Um, so, you know, I own my own small business and I know the talent of each of my employees. And when we're going to do a certain thing or solve a certain problem uh, or whatever, I know who to bring with me and, uh, you know, to get the job done. So um, when we're looking for people to help at finals and, you know, I go to who, um, you know, me and Steve discuss it um, usually in depth. And, uh, you know, it's, it's his final decision. He owns and runs the organization. You know, we're just, um, you know, um, colleagues of his, uh, employees, if you want to call it that. And, uh, so he's, you know, with me and, and Richard and Linda, we're all, um, you know, Matt included all the, you know, key people in the thing, uh, discuss, you know, who is the best to bring. And so, um, that's what we've done. I mean, you know, there's, there isn't anybody else that I know um, personally that understands that. And I'm saying this personally, there's everybody knows different levels and people and everything like that, um, that I know personally um, that knows and understands how speakers work than Matt. And so, um, you know, he understands things very well. He's very good with explaining things um, and everything like that. So, um, he's a great asset to the team. I mean, just phenomenal. So, um, you know, that's, that's, you know, number one, um, you know, when I think of, uh, people that I've worked with as, as credible and, and as far as judges go, um, you know, he's one of the top people ever in, in working with, and there's, you know, people that we've worked with in the past that come and go or whatever. John Bruman's one name that pops in my head. You know, Chris isn't with us anymore. Um, you know, there's just, you know, I, I value, I look, I look out and I see potentially all of these phenomenal judges and people who could analyze systems and give us real feedback on, on these sound systems. And they're all competing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to, to do that. So when I, we go out and we're looking for this judge pool, most of the time it's folks who have competed with us in the organization because they already know the, that side of things. They already understand what we're looking for. Um, and, they, and those usually are the folks that make some of the best judges. One, they, they tune the cars and know how to make them sound phenomenal themselves. So they get it. Most of the time they were the fabricators of their own systems. So they understand that as well. So there isn't really anybody else, um, you know, that makes the best judge. There's, there's all kinds of folks. I'm not, I shouldn't say that or whatever. Steve brought in some studio people one time um, and, uh, you know, had them judge with us. I mean, these are people who make the music. I mean, they're in there listening and mixing the singers, the instruments and everything. I mean, they really know how good 
sound sounds. And, um, you know, cause he's in that industry. Steve is a little bit, you know, he makes music and mixes music and, you know, plays live venues and does all that. So he has friends that really would be phenomenal. I mean, you know, like Brian Gill, he's uh, in that industry um, and everything like that. Brian Gill is going to make a phenomenal sound quality judgment. He decides not to compete anymore um, if he wants to. And so um, what we year noticed and a half was... No, I mean, not that I know that specifically. I'm just saying about a year and a half. <laughs> about a year and a half. Okay, good. Stuff. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> that's right. That's right. So um, what we found was is they struggled figuring out writing a number. They didn't understand how to judge something that was poor sounding. Right. Because they want to fix it. They want to fix it. It's there. That's what they do. They fix things. They make it sound right. They play some. They do the magic. So people that really understood, I mean, really well how this works that we're doing, because basically we're reproducing what they did in that room when they mix that music. You know, we're taking it and reproducing it and making the sound in our cars out of it or whatever. And they were they could tell us all the problems it had phenomenally, mm-hmm. but they struggled with writing numbers. Right. And they just didn't know how to come up with a number to, you know, it just it wasn't how their brain worked. Mm-hmm. So it is really logical to use somebody that understands this well. Um, and usually the competitors, if they've done it long enough, really start to understand it well. And so it's real good for and easy for them to become judges. And that's what we've noticed just just from my experience of seeing this the whole time. Those are the ones that have really proven to be the best judges. So the people that you know came through, became successful as competitors in the format, understand the format they just become you know great judges and 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 that's just you know or potentially should become great judges and most of them have it's just the problem is we can't you know get them to stay sometimes or you know they 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 don't do this hobby anymore they go and start you know surfing or they might do um you know, motocross or who knows what, you know, they, they go find another hobby. So they do this for a little while and they move on and, and that's it. And so, um, well, it's, it's difficult unless you're having a lot of, a lot of events, which we aren't probably going to, I mean, I mean a lot where mm-hmm. somebody, you know, is, is regularly going to ha- be able to have, 15 20 events a year under their belt before finals mm-hmm. every year right. and and then multiply that by 6 8 12 people to be able to mm-hmm. rotate that stack i mean you're talking mm-hmm. hundreds of shows required to make it to where these people have real world experience to get to that level mm-hmm. um and then all those people devol- basically you know volunteer their time to learn in that mm-hmm. with relatively little payoff when it comes mm-hmm. to the business side. And I mean, mm-hmm. when you have 150, you know, competitors in the nation as your base, mm-hmm. you're not going to mm-hmm. find 120 judges to counter that. <laughs> it's, it's right. Yeah. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Very difficult to get to the right. point where 
you can have qualified qualified people. I mean, we could throw people in cars, but that's not what we need either. I mean, right. if, you, if you take away that, you know, if you take away all possible repetition or bias from somebody, what you end up with in my, in my opinion and, and with some details to back it up is incompetence because the more somebody is competent, the more they're going to have some bias because in terms of what they like, I'm not saying in terms of a brand or manufacturer or this or that, but they're going to know what they want to hear in a car when they get into it. Um, they're going to have those things down. Be, you know, that's kind of what we're having a judge do is, you know, is, is give a reflection based on their experience. And, and over time, you're not going to help but know people. You're not going to help but be involved with things. You're not going to, you know, all those things. So it gets very, it gets very difficult to say, well, I want competent people who have as little, you know, industry or or personnel bias as possible, which I think Mecca has done good at. Mm -hmm. But then also not see those judges repeatedly every year is starts to be an impossible task. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I think, um, you know, you say that and it's, it's funny, um, you know, that they're saying that a, about us or whatever. It's, it's whenever I go to these large events where all the, uh, vendors or all the, uh, organizations are represented are represented. And, uh, I see the same faces in the back room mm-hmm. in the judges room. It's the same faces. You're there. Right. Uh, Mr. Smith's there, uh, Jeff, uh, you know, he's typically there. Uh, Keith is there. Um, yeah, the it's not, now it's not, owns Iaska is there. Um, it's, you know, from, not, from the other organizations, it's, it's, it's not, it's, no, it's not, it's all like, of them. It, it right, right. So, period. You know, I mean, I, I, I've, I've used people, you know, mm-hmm. like Jeff or Tom is a good example or others that yeah, Tom is I've used phenomenal. every single organization mm-hmm. though. I mean, it's like, Oh, I need you to do I ask it this week. Oh, I need you to do Mecca next week. I mean, that's oh. kind of been my solution to, to make it to where <laughs> if, if I've got two shows back to back, I really don't want to put the same judge into those cars a week apart, you know? And so if right. I can swap the judges around and use a different mm-hmm. score sheet, that's kind of my trick with it. You can't really yeah. do that. But, you know, that, that's mm-hmm. where I kind of am able to twist things a little bit is to kind of cross pollinate the judges a little bit from, yeah. okay, here, you're an judge in this. Let's learn you this mm-hmm. and uh-huh. swap and go. But, uh-huh. um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's a, I think that's a difficult ask. Okay. We, let's, let's, it let's keep where we, we, uh, kind of get through some of these before, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, you, you know, you're fine. I just want to, I just want to make sure. I mean, I think that one I get. And again, um, everybody, if we don't hit something in detail enough for you, you know, hit us yes, up. We're, uh, yeah, door yeah. doors open for judges. Right. Please <laughs> reach out, reach out to Mr. Stern, reach out to myself, uh, R- Richard or Linda, if you're on that side. Uh, you know, um, you know, you you have to kind of have a little bit inject yourself right. into us if you want to be part of the team uh, or whatever. We're we're not a um, a company that's very aggressive at at going after new people, you know, where we kind of do this thing, like we're, um, about to do, you know, here, uh, March 20th or whatever. Um, I, I look back at all the people that have come and gone through those, um, mm-hmm. you know, 
you know, and look at the finals judges that we've had or the big key event judges or whatever like that. that I I couldn't tell you other than they have come through it, but they injected themselves to come and do that or whatever. We, we haven't picked anybody who's come through that and said, you know, desperately that we needed them to stay with us and keep judging or whatever. Um, They had to put in the work. They had to keep asking us to be involved and wanting to be involved. So it's a, it's a two way street. I mean, we want good help and we would love to have more personnel. Um, But, you know, just out of the blue, um, you know, am I going to call somebody just, and say, we're going to have you come and judge finals. And I have no idea at all what they're going to do. No, we're not going to do that. that, We're going to use somebody we know is going to, how they're going to treat the customer, how they're going to evaluate the system based on what we're asking you and what we think is the correct evaluation based on what we've written and, and come up with. So we, we need somebody that's an experienced proven person with us and with our format to do to judge finals and like i said we're happy i i see tons of them i got lots of faces and lots of names who i know are going to be would be phenomenal at it you know in one year maybe we just do a crap shoot and i'm sure i don't know what would happen if we did it I'll and we just said okay don't do that okay next 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 uh, That's uh, right. <laughs> no i mean and i and and too i mean i think if you're if you're somebody who feels that you are on that but you're scared to get uh you know on the higher level there are uh, and tom i think brought up earlier that you know a lot of the local level events especially where you have you know event directors that may be um and i mean this is what started eschology in the first place Mm -hmm. the fact that you know in certain areas it's it's primarily spl event directors because that's what they make money at you know, and, and SQ is kind of thrown in there because it's part of the format. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not necessarily a focus by somebody that is necessarily competent. And mm-hmm. it's very likely that if you are involved in this and you know, and you know, good sound and, and you go through the program and, you know, Vinny and others are able to sit in the car with you, like at the event that you're having in March mm-hmm. and they go, man, you know, with a little practice, you could get this down then you know let's get them lined up with some of these event directors that need help in the sq side where mm-hmm. they're going to be a step up you know and then mm-hmm. over time you know you may have to volunteer your services a little bit you may have to get there you may have to you know it's not going to uh it's not going to be and that's the downside is that to get that barrier of entry it's it's an apprenticeship it's not a you know it's not it's not a job, you know, you have to kind of put yourself in there, but if you can, if you can do that and, and go, then, you know, you're going to be able to get to the level of, of a finals level. And a lot of the competent people on the competitor side right now are competing. They don't want to, you know, and crossing those levels between competing and judging gets, gets difficult until at that point where they decide, you know, like me, it was quick. It was pretty much, I, I competed a week and then, and then, Brad Eubank said, Hey, we need you to judge. And the next week I was judging, you know, it was, and your, your you. path was kind of similar, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, when I started judging, I never really went to judges. There was no judges training. Then it was, you know, it's pretty yeah. much, let's, let's jump in the car and I'll teach you. Um, yeah. And 
and I think that's a lot, how a lot of a lot of them <laughs> them came through, and yeah. and a lot of people who might be very good at evaluating. I mean, Aaron. Actually, I was just starting this. I just oh, saw Aaron's Aaron is a phenomenal. Oh, no, he's a phenomenal listener. I mean, Aaron Hardison, but you know, he yeah. just said pretty sure that some people wouldn't want me back in their cars again. <laughs> oh no, he, has, he doesn't know, mean. No, no, but you know what I mean. It, it's it's one. Of, there are there are really people that are really good at feedback and no mm-hmm. no sound and everything else. But maybe yeah. it, but don't have that experience on the judging side to really kind of go through that, or maybe don't even have the patience to. So right. anyway, we, well, that's that's interesting. Let me I'll I'll touch on that in just a second, then we'll yeah. we'll move on to the next one here. I do I do want to say that so. It's one thing to do a show or go to a show. You're the sound quality judge and, and 10 cars show up and you basically, you know, judging, you know, you come in, whatever judging starts at 10 and you know, the SPL over there, you look over there and he's got 55 cars, 60 cars or whatever. So they're going to be there. Wow. So you've got all day kind of to judge 10 cars. Right. So, you know, gently go through them, discuss things with them, get, get, you know, it's, it's a relaxed event. Okay. And from me being asked to do it, you know, from my experience or whatever, judge 10 cars in a day. Oh goodness. That's nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it's just like me going out and saying for my job or whatever, I'm going to, you know, lady goes, Oh, I want to buy a TV and put a little, you know, Sono sound bar under it or whatever. Well, we're there. We're not going to be there very long at all. You know, that's my task today and mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. Well, then, you know, you go to a job or whatever and it's like, oh, yeah, oh, we're putting in a new display. We're putting in a full surround sound system. Oh, yeah. And my house is plastered like the one you live in. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting in in-wall speakers. Oh, boy. Yep. Totally different challenge. Yep. So sound quality judging, you are asking not just the judges to be competent and do this. This is a long hard day to keep focused and be able to do this we're judging 20 plus cars a day and these guys are good these aren't crappy cars where it's real easy to pick the winner and loser these things are so close that it's really difficult for us to decide and to pick okay it's is that an eight two five is that an eight i mean we got to think back what did we just score the last car that sounds almost just like this but maybe this is just a little bit better i mean there's a whole you know, it's stressful. Yep. And then, you know, at some point you guys want to go home. And so, right. uh, so yep. I got to get done. And so, you know, there's just this, uh, you know, it's time. It's the amount of customers that we've got to get to amount of competitors that we've got to do it. It's, it's not real easy. We have a lot of people that come to, uh, these, these, uh, trainings and, you know, Saturday we go over the whole thing and Sunday we put them in the cars and mm-hmm. they're there all day and they get three cars done. Well, we had, you know, 12 enter the show. So right. they didn't get to nine of them. Right. And right. so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you That's know, it's, it's not just, we, we, we have people say they want to do it and do it and they can't do it. Right. You know, but, uh, I think over so time, over time it would get there, too. but yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, to, I wasn't saying, I was just saying, you know, right. it's, it's, you know, it's any job that you do just like right. anybody is, you know, one day I, I tried to, you know, I was asked to, uh, I tried doing uh, yard lawn maintenance or whatever. And they handed me this real, and this was when I was a teenager, they handed me this real heavy weed whacker and said, okay, whole loop. And they, cause they had the whole neighborhood. It was like a retirement community and they went whole loop. And I went, what do you mean whole loop? It was like, yeah, we eat every house and you keep going. And when you get done with this loop, you come back and have lunch. Well, when I came back after that loop, I couldn't pick up my arms. 
<laughs> weed eater was that heavy. I just was, it was like right. my arms wouldn't even come up. I just, you know, hold right. that weed eater right there or whatever. Well, you know, I was supposed to come tomorrow and work. That was right. the first day. And so the next day, I, the next morning, I couldn't pick up my arms. How was I going to go do this job? I couldn't do it. So, you know, there is people that just can't do it. So it's not an easy thing to do. And oh, you yeah. are, yeah, you are criticized a whole lot for doing this. Right. So it's also that side. Yeah. Too. So anyway, yeah. just, just giving it's you a, a little bit of yeah. whatnot. So there you go. And uh, yeah. earlier, uh, Steve, Steve Wagner had mentioned that, you know, we need more top guys in the hobby to get involved. And I, I agree. Um, mm -hmm. He nominated several and all. I have an answer for, I think most of these. Um, mm -hmm. Steve Head, yes, uh, Steve Head did judge I ask final at I ask finals a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, the only issue with Steve Head for at least the majority of my events is the ones that he can make it to or that he's mm -hmm. you know able to travel to. He's competing in. Um, so there's that here. Be with us as Absolutely. long as he doesn't have a team of cars that he's tuning right. and doing. Uh, yeah. Exactly, and that and that's you know that's Steve's in a lot of vehicles. So as long as he doesn't have mm -hmm. conflicts of interest, um, Aaron Hardison again, I agree. Have you used Aaron Hardison? Um, he doesn't think uh, he, Aaron, he was great, but I I would love to get him. To have uh, more Aaron practice. would be yeah. Um, yeah, Mike, Mike Meyer, I've already, I think, I think, oh, uh, Vinny yeah. and I have both already talked to Mike. Of course, Mike is busy competing right now. So, yeah. um, he tuned several cars, but mm -hmm. as soon as, uh, whenever in the next uh, decade, when he gets tired of that, then we'll pick mm -hmm. him up. Um, mm -hmm. Scott Welch is judge. Um, we've all used Scott Welch. Scott first. Welch. I use Scott Welch at the Vinny before Scott right. is phenomenal, but, um, still and, supporting cars that I know of and doing some things. Yep. But he will, he will be judging in the money round, uh, event at Lone Star. So phenomenal. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Ron Baker, again, Ron Baker's still competing. Um, but as yep. soon as Ron Baker, um, uh, he just, if he, if we can use him at local events where he's, you know, we can give him judges points, Instead of competing, I don't think he has any other real conflicts. So if we can get Ron in a car, I'm more than happy to use Ron. Yeah, Ron's um, got a, a very fun, he's just fun. I think he loves this sport. And uh, I've seen him as long as I've been doing this. Um, yeah, I think Ron would be a very good asset. So uh like to see and work with Ron. And if he wants to do this, then, you know, we need to... Um, you know, if he's ready and, and all that. So I know right now he's got that new fun car that sounds real, real good. <laughs> so, so uh, you he's know, he's got uh, a lot of potential in competing still right I now. Think, but, yeah. yeah. The door, the door of these guys is open and I get, yeah, I think that's, yeah. uh, it's a repeated yeah. thing. We've, we've said here several times here, but it's one of those mm -hmm. things where re reach out to an event director, reach out to Mecca. I ask again, even if you, you don't get an answer there, um, you know, talk to me, I'll talk to, talk to, Again, go with event directors that need judges, and mm -hmm. um, you know we'll we'll find and figure something out. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if on. Aaron's coming. You know, for um, the the thing uh, at Rob's, that would be great. I don't know if he's got his car together. That would be he would be another car. That that last yes, time I sure. checked, it, yeah, that would be a great advanced car to be there. That last time I checked, he had big speakers up high, so. Um, he yeah, doesn't have that car. He doesn't have that car anymore. But he he, oh. he does have a built car that's 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 solid. Mm -hmm. Um. All right, let's uh get on here a little bit. Um. And this is kind of a repeated question, I think. But there are a few people asking about um moving cars up uh, after they win consecutively in a class. Mm -hmm. uh, 
my 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 answer to that on the mecha side is the fact that it's based on the vehicle structure and if the vehicle structure didn't change then if it meets the rules then what are you going to do i mean yeah it's uh, legal in the glass it's legal in the glass i i don't know where it you know moving it up would matter i mean um let's um uh you know modified car wins um its class but yet also wins the cup well then it beat the mod x car and the extreme car too so moving them up a class is that really solution to something i don't know where that is because and and i think i think it's some you know in in some other orgs it makes sense because there's enough you know, like middle ground there. It may be based on complexity of the person. I'm not sure what their format is. But in, in, but again, in, in, in Mecca, I think it really doesn't make sense. And, and I guess my Mm -hmm. answer from a competition side of that is build a better car. Maybe, you know, (laughs) whatever. Or why is it winning? I I don't, you know, I I do know, but I mean, you know, as far as that, but yeah. Whoever's not, it's like anything. Somebody is if somebody is performing better than you consistently or oh, time over time, time maybe find out what's happening there and and maybe you end up doing some copying um i mean it, at the end of the day and i've said this it it, it may sound um you know I, I don't know cynical but you know there there's competition of any type is multifaceted you 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 know anything in life why did jimmy johnson and nascar win as many championships as he did and why did that organization that he drives for uh rick hendrick you know they were just the whole organization was um, you know successful for a very very long time now they're not all those people i think they won the cup again this year but yeah all those people are ones find the edges you know in and and push Mm -hmm. the boundaries and go as far as they possible can until they're told to pull back, you know, but, but, you know, at that, at that level, it, it doesn't, you can think that yours is this and, and another is that. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and maybe, you know, whatever, whatever the guiding light in whatever organization it is and that, and then that vehicle, those vehicles, that vehicle, whatever are, are winning repeatedly. And I mean, and, uh, Steve Wagner threw out. Uh, let's be honest. We're talking about one car, and we're talking about you know the Acura. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's talk about that for just a second. I'll I'll touch on it. And, you know, maybe okay. they'll maybe they'll buy what I'm saying. Maybe they'll say I'm selling them something full of crap. Um, so um, what's um, what's unique about that car is, if you think about it, the foundation's been good from day one. I mean, Kirk put in that foundation or whatever, and it's been very close to that same foundation for a very long time. So um, all that's really been done over the last, you know, several years is just minor tweaks. And you see so many people um, tear it all apart and start over. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that thing has been really, really good for a long time and all they've done is done small manipulations the foundation Mm -hmm. is there the enclosures are phenomenal uh the baffles uh all the things uh what kirk did i believe steve cooks built some stuff in it or whatever rob's done a little bit of modifications to it here and there whatever but you know the whole thing is it's it's a great 
foundation. So now we're just, we've just been having to massage it, making it a little bit better. We put in a little, maybe a little better process or whatever. I, I don't know. I'm just sharing, you know, things, but when you have something like that, you're not having to swing at it real hard to make it better. We're just making it a little better. It's already real, real good. So, you know, to say we're tweaking it a little more, there's three tuners on that car. They're all good. And, uh, you know, the next thing that that car does that's unique, that that is very difficult for others we have found to achieve, and this is where going to our training here uh, very shortly, I think will help you understand because we're going to make you listen to the tracks and play the tracks the way we think they ought to be listened to. And I think you're going to learn, they're going to learn from that. And so they may experience that difference when they get to a car like that and you hear the separations even though it's really small it's a difference and it's the right difference so the one really awesome thing that that car does and has for a very long time and most always does not that it's always done it because kirk's when he had it he made a few little swings here and there and it didn't go in the right direction um but he learned from them and didn't go that way anymore. And so um, from a medium to high level volume, it's mid bass and sub bass is in time and rhythm and accurate pretty much from that volume to high linearity volume. You can push it from there to high. So a lot of vehicles from mid to high linearity volume do very, very well. They are very stable. They are in rhythm. You can enjoy. It's in beat. It's, you know, right there. You know all of what's going on in the song right then. And then you turn it up a little bit more. And now you're listening for that next level of volume or linearity or whatever, you know, that you're at because we do evaluate at high volumes. And because the music is there, when you go listen to that music in, the, in that environment, it's loud. Kevmo Live is loud. He's a lot of fun. I've been to see him. And so experiencing or trying to get the sound system to give you that experience, which we don't do for a very long period of time because it makes our ears start to close up. And we got mm-hmm. 25 other cars we got to listen to that day. It stays intact 100 percent in the mid bass and the low frequency it's still got the same beat it's still got the same rhythm it's there it's defining it just like it did at mid to high linearity volume even at high volume mm-hmm. other vehicles that we listen to um talked in depth with this with mike myers many a times as to that car is phenomenal. He has the textures like you wouldn't believe in the mid-range and high frequency. He's getting really good at tuning in that mid-bass, but that lower end just doesn't seem to always be super detailed and clear and all that. And this last year or two, he has just really started to shine. And that's mm-hmm. where he started to focus. He's like, I've got all of the rest of this in place. I'm not messing with that anymore. I know how to do that. I'm really, really good at that now. I believe he believes that. Mm -hmm. And now he's just starting to work at the bottom of the foundation, those lower bands down there, and he's getting it. And that's something Kirk's had for quite some time. 
And that is the struggle that 90 plus percent of the cars, if you look on all of the score sheets that you have read <laughs> and our little comments, mm -hmm. there's always something there. So when you read our rules and it says what it takes to score an eight or a nine, one of the things to get there is that high volume linearity test. So right. if that car is scoring an eight, seven, five, or a nine right out of the gate on the first two parts of the score sheet and every other car that competed there, all 60 of them that competed at finals are starting out with a seven or an eight, mm -hmm. they're already two points down. Mm -hmm. So from there on down, mm -hmm. that's what's happening. So you're, they're all behind right then and there. I, I, that's, that's the black and white of it. 100 percent mm -hmm. that that vehicle does that and that foundation has been in that car for 10 years mm -hmm. that has done that that same base enclosure or whatever he's got in the back has been there he's been using that for quite some time whatever he's using in the door mid-base wise has been in there for quite some time so he's not having to fix that that's that's not broken he's just tweaking mm -hmm. and shining on little things here and there and that's where vehicles when they've been together for a long time they're hard to beat you know i mean it's not, uh, not it's something that we've talked about repeatedly yeah here as i mean well. no, in, right. in that, in mm -hmm. that, i mean i mean not today but i mean like over the past few years is mm -hmm. that it's much it's much easier over the same period of time let's say three years to iterate over time and and just keep making those changes to where you know over time you're able to get these bigger swings up and up and up than it is to say, okay, I got to finals. I didn't get the score that I was expecting tearing everything out, starting over. <laughs> now mm -hmm. you're just, you're just going back to square one again. You know, mm -hmm. if you can keep making those iterative changes, you know, it's not, it's, you know, I would say Hondas and Toyotas, et cetera, have, have been mm -hmm. fairly accepted vehicles that they're good to use as platforms mm -hmm. um, for this. And some of this is that. I mean, some of this is some cars, some vehicles are more inclined to mm -hmm. <laughs> work well as well. Um, when you find yeah. that 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 scenario where you're able to match the audio system with the car, get everything working and not just sounding good but everything being like what you're talking about everything being in phase everything being dead the car disappearing it's mm -hmm. that stuff that takes everything up to that that high level world champion class mm -hmm. and this is not um you know when again this is competition <laughs> you know it's, it, it is it is yeah it, it, if it, one it, if one guy in and, and with the mecca setup and again, I, I get what people are saying about moving up because again, other organizations do that and that works within their structure and, right. and whatever. But when you're mm -hmm. already where the car belongs, I mean, one of the, the biggest, I guess, I guess it's, it's pointing out a, a compromise in the system in that one of Mecca's biggest strengths comparatively to other organizations. And this is something that, I mean, we, we wrote into the rules, you know, like what we were talking about, it's what we wrote, wrote in the original rule book in 2001 was eliminating consumer pro eliminating all those things and making it focused on vehicle complexity and that, you know, developed over time. But that's one of Mecca's biggest strengths that ends up with a, a compromise that um, means that you're not necessarily going to, have that fallback 
if somebody is really good in that class and always is and continues to compete for a long time. And mm-hmm. um, in that case, if that if that if that guy shows up and that car is that much ad- more advanced, then either find out again, like what you're talking about, find out why it's doing that, and then work toward yeah. doing better, or mm-hmm. accept your runner up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> again, right. I, I'm with you. I mean, there are so many vehicles that I've listened to that are so. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, I'm shocked that it's done what it's done, um, mm-hmm. whatever. And that, that, that's the, um, the explanation that, that I can give you is, is when I start out, you know, I'm writing down s- scores, you know, you start out at the top of the sheet and go down. That's what we typically do. You know, I put the, put the, um, notebook or whatever, the score sheets in the passenger seat. And I'm not writing anything down. I analyze and listen to the car and sometimes do two laps, you know, listen to the songs over if I found a different position for my head or whatever like that. Um, And that's just something I hardly ever do is write a real high number in that first category because it's so um, rare that that low frequency is just there and, and, and holds definition all the way through. I mean, it's, it's, um, it doesn't. So, um, I applaud the ones that do, and there's really, you know, this year was a little limited cause we didn't have full, um, participation or whatever, but, um, you know, I know there's cars out there that, that can, that can beat that car. Maybe that this year it wasn't in the class. It got beaten this year. It did not win the cup. Right. So, um, it's beatable. It really is. And so, you know, I know somebody's going to do it. It's going to yep. happen. I mean, it's just going to get knocked off the fence. There's nothing, I promise you, there's no, you know, um, you know, I don't just get in that car and say it's going to get that number or whatever. I actually analyze it. Listen, I judged it this year in two seat. It won again. The car sitting next to it was so close, but that was the separation. When I went up in high volume, Corwin's car didn't do it. It didn't hold the low frequency fell off. You know, when I was in that medium to low, yeah, that low frequency was back there. There was that reverberation of, you know, and it was in time with the music. It was, it was just there. And then, so when I turn it up, I don't know if it's the electronics can't, can't keep control of the subwoofer. Is the enclosure a problem? Is it the driver? That's a problem. I'm not sure which one it is, but and know, I would my, I would say I, I would say my van does that. I can really love it between middle and upper volume, and then when I go on up there, it does not hold. But it is a work van, and it resonates, and it's not you know I don't have it you know all really tight, and you know I don't have you know uh, crazy I'll, I'll amount say, of damping. Too, I mean. Mm-hmm no 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 disrespect to to kirk on this but mm-hmm. um some i think some i think some things just came together in that car real well over time mm-hmm. um you know, because obviously same people kirk himself working on the cadillac he tried some new things on the cadillac and it's a different build but you know it wasn't it wasn't ever accurate version two you know what I mean? It, it has its own it's, strength. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right? oh, it's it, phenomenal. I think he did. It, some, you know, it, it was, it's not that 
it's still not the Acura. Mm-hmm. There's something in that car. I mean, the first time I judged yeah. it, I was judging it on an Iaska score sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mm-hmm. 2013, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the year, I think, I think I judged Aaron's car that year too. I made him really happy. He really liked my score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. So just but, to just to touch on that, and and yeah. we may, you know, as Mecca does start out on these road things, we may get into some stuff of of how to do a foundation or how to do a speaker, you know, what it needs to properly energize. And that's something we would, you know, use Matt for, or some other folks, you know, if uh, Mr. Cook got involved, there's many fabricators out there that do a phenomenal job at building, you know, enclosures and baffles and everything and their theory behind that. But one thing I wanted to touch on was, is we started going out and this was probably, Uh, We haven't done it in the last few years, but we go out to Denver. There's an audio fest out there. And what they do is, is they uh, basically there's a organization out there that um, rents the whole hotel basically for the weekend or a portion, maybe the top, you know, eight or 10 stories or whatever of the hotel. And then several of the big rooms that are in the, you know, meeting rooms and stuff in the, the main level of the hotel and all of these amazing, it's a two-channel event. You know, it's music. It's a two-channel event. And it's home audio stuff or whatever. I mean, it's home audio stuff. Yeah. And so um, two-channel listening or whatever. And so, you know, it's, it's uh, speaker companies are there. The electronics companies are there. And everybody's there. And, uh, and so um, we see and listen to some crazy, amazing-sounding systems when we go out there. Um, and so, um, but one of the things when we are there, if it's a particular speaker company or whatever, sometimes they'll have a skeleton of how that enclosure is built. And believe me, it is no, oh, let's build a box, you know, sides, top and bottom and a baffle support down the middle. Oh, no, 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 no. There is enormous amounts of layering and strengthening and all this. So that thing is like crazy strong. Right. I mean, we're talking granite baffles on some of the in, in speaker, um, you know, are mounted in, in granite. That's the baffle. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've ever hit granite, it's one of the mm-hmm. most dead materials that you've ever hit. It do, You can't feel any hardly vibrations off of it. Interesting mm-hmm. enough. Matt Roberts used that in his top of his subwoofer box in his pickup truck. So when all those judges might lean their elbow or something on there to when they were judging, they would never feel any vibration or resonation because the woofer was right there in the middle of the vehicle. But he did a study and learned that and found that that was the material to use to just, you won't even do it. You can put your hand right on it. You'll never, ever feel anything that woofer moves like you wouldn't believe if you've ever experienced the sound in that truck. And so these are things that that's what makes control of when things start moving and energizing the speakers. There has to be rigidness there. If it's not, then it's going to start flexing and moving and fall apart. It's going to lack energy or resonate or create its own sound or whatever it's going to do. And that may be what's happening in some of these vehicles. So me saying that foundation has been there and all they're doing is little tweaks. Well, that's, you know, something he's not still having to work on that's there. And so we, you know, it's, it's, 
it's having something together for a long time. Sometimes it makes it easier and harder to beat or whatever. But, you know, I looked this and Mike Myers made a swing at it this year. And he said, oh, I'm getting rid of this car and I'm buying this car. I'm trying something new. Speakers are firing up. And I went, oh, my God, what's he doing? <laughs> and, you know, and uh, sure enough, I mean, you know, it was like we, we listened to it. It's your show down there in Georgia. Right. And it sounded good. You know, it wasn't the old Mike car or whatever. And he kept swinging at it or whatever. And he put he just, you know, he figured it out. And so, uh, he's, he's got that talent now. So, um, yeah, it, it's beatable. It's going to get beaten and somebody's going to knock it right off because all I've watched over these years is in amazement as to how far these people are taking these sound systems and how they, you know, I don't know how they're doing it, but they're making amazing sound. But to, Sorry, uh, to, yeah. to give you that long answer. No, 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 but I, I would, I would say, I would say the answer to the actual original question. I mean, we, we, we side, we side struck because uh, Steve Wagner kind of uh, called out what the the root of it was. But mm-hmm. um, I would say that there's not. He's one of them that could potentially there's, there's, knock it off. He's a talented man right there. That guy's, he's right there. He's sniffing all over it. He's beating all over it. What he did with Ron is amazing. Uh, it, he's coming. He's, he's, uh, yeah, he's a threat. But, but I mean, I, I think again, as far as, uh, and I'm, I might be speaking out of turn, but I think at least in any current or near future, I don't see that being a move in the rules to move people up after, you know, it, because again, it's not, that's not how the Mecca rule structure is set up. If, if you're, if your car, if, if everything works within the rules for that category that you're in, you roll. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's about it. It's up to, I would say it's up to the, the compare themselves to say, Hey, we're going to step down and let somebody else, you know, have a shot, but that's. Well, it's again, interesting you say that. And, you know, we talk about recruiting and people we go after or whatever, whatnot, you know, I always elbow Mr. Best and say, anytime, you know, you're ready to be off that side of the fence and you're ready to right. be on this side of the fence. Let's, let's go. I mean, you know, it's it's a you know, I mean, he would be another great analyzer, a judge, uh, whatever, and and several members of his team. You know, that's the problem when they got a big team like that, and he's running, you know, five, six, seven cars or whatever, and he decides, you know, to come on the side. Well, they can't, you know, it's it's now a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. So there's enormous amounts of people that would be so good at this on this side it's just really hard to get him to let go of being on that side to come over to this side and then just finding somebody that knows nothing about what we do and bring them in well that's you know we well, Steve like, Stern like, swung at that like i said earlier with the with the people that uh, are in the studio stuff you know they just yeah they didn't you well, know, like, like aaron like aaron like aaron just pointed out two of our first questions um a you get a new judge and b the actor can't win anymore in that case so they're Two two questions taken care of. All we need to get is Rob Best to judge. And, there you and, go. And now demo. he's got to tell all of his customers that he's built up or whatever and start building these cars. That sorry, folks. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, uh, he, can ju- he just move them all into uh, the upper classes, and he can judge the lower classes. Um. All right. All right. Uh. Let's see here. We, we've gone that. Um, y'all feel good about it. I do too. Let's see here. I'm I'm not going to hit every single question here, but again, we can get some of these offline if we need to, or find out more information on them if we need to. Some of them um, don't necessarily have enough context for us to cover. I think. Um, 
one of the questions came back up. Why are vehicles in the lower classes limited in their scoring capability based solely on their classification? Many of them have been over we've, we've covered that. I'm just, I'm just yeah, trying I'm to cover you. what we can. Yeah. yeah if anybody's uh, got any specifics, please right. let me know and I, I'll address them directly. Right. Um, there's some other very specific questions that, again, need some context because I don't, we don't know the situation. So it's not something mm-hmm. we can really cover, but we will, um, I guess, just reach out to us or reach out to me if you want to stay anonymous, at least so we can, we can figure out what's going on. But there's too many details there for us to be able to answer here. Um, uh, the Mecca SQ judging CD has a page telling the judge what they should be listening for. You talked about that and talked that you're going to develop that. Um, separately, is there a reference vehicle the judges refer to and why? Uh, there's no reference vehicle. Um, that's the whole thing of why Steve takes us to the symphony and why Steve takes us to live music. That is the reference. We're trying to get the cars. And the reason why he used to take us to the studio is so you could experience that as well uh, to the recording studios. And we may get back there one day. and That may be a great thing for somebody to experience. Um, you know, he was trying to work that with the when we were going out there to that tent. I don't know if anybody experienced the tent out there in the middle of nowhere in the country. There was a guy who had this giant army tent. And he was doing recordings out there. And the reason why he was doing them out there with this situation is because there was no reflections. And so we didn't have to treat the room or anything like that. It was just open. And he was able to record and make these amazing sounds because he didn't have to worry about treating a room. I mean, it just made this big, open, great sound. Uh, You know, it just, that was the whole thing. So we were going out there and we would do and make and lay track and you could even take it and take that track, you know, that you heard it being made right then and there, he would replay it in that room and you could make a CD or make a cut or something like that. Um, And so then we could take that and listen to it in a sound system in a car. So what's, what did we just make? What did it sound like in the car? That's that's been Steve's thing from day one. We don't always absorb it. We didn't all see the big picture. In fact, over the last handful of years, have I actually grasped the whole picture that he's actually a genius of how he was asking us to do this? Because his the reason why is is because it's his love of you. He is a musician. I'm right. not a musician. I used to play the trumpet a little bit in junior high and elementary school or whatever. I'm not you know like Linda is and played in the orchestra and stuff and Richard. Um, you know, I'm not that person, but Steve is just, he's loved music his whole life. And mm-hmm. so he knows and believes, and that's what he's doing this for us to experience this and let us, you know, try to coach us in the rules and coming up with these things and all this so we could get to that. But it's all about the real music. What does that guitar sound like? What does that set of drums sound like in that recording studio when they did that in that Sheffield? I mean, that is just I can't imagine what that experience was like when that guy was doing those, you know, making that track on those drums. That must have just been amazing. I know I couldn't have sat in there that whole time. I would be deaf now. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it's just that's that's it. Yeah. That's the reference. That's no, the best we but, can do to try to get that in our musical memory. That's why he wants us to go to the orchestra and do all this or whatever. You know, Matt is the one that uses that 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 drum track. I don't know enough about 
exactly what that should sound like. Uh, Steve uh, W. from up there in the Northeast uh, said he was a drummer. And so he probably knows as, as close as anybody else what that's supposed to sound like. And so, you know, if he gets his vehicle to do that, then he's going to get, you know, an, an amazing number from Matt because that's one heavy thing that Matt uses and uh, is that, that drum track, you know. Um, so that's that's what that's the reference. Yeah. And I, I think that the, for me, the answer is that there is no reference because there's not there's no one reference. You know, it's one of those things where you have to kind of take a compilation of all those things that mm-hmm. you've heard. Right uniquely especially in reproductive in reproduction because even if you're i mean drummer is a good a good example Mm -hmm. um i've noticed tuners that are drummers tend to tune how they hear drums when they're drumming more so than how drums might be mic'd or from the front (laughs) i I bet that's true yeah because they're they're right exactly so So, you know i mean if you you understand the compromises there yeah yeah, you can get away with it but uh, i've i've heard that multiple times where you'll have Mm -hmm. somebody who is regular like a a lead singer who is usually you know in front of the drums and they're usually then hearing it from behind them versus the drummer who is then on the other side of the drums, but in front of them, and they both have a completely different viewpoint of you know what the what the drums should sound like, even in a live situation. So there's a lot of there's a lot of compromises there. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we have you know when you look you know I I think you know from a judge pool's perspective right now when you look at what we have is to going out to our customers to try to do a really good job. You know, this year we were a little bit lean because of the thing. So we just ended up, you know, with Mike and Matt and Grace, which did a great job. We were very pleased with the results and everything. Um, And so, you know, when you add, when we do the full event or whatever, um, you know, Mike Flanagan, you know, he's a, he, he plays the the guitar and, and everything like that and plays a little bit in bands and everything. So he knows what, you know, music sounds like, he knows what instruments sound like. So those type of people do a great job. Um, you know, uh, I was talking to Steve W up there in, in, in uh, the Northeast and, you know, he talked about James one time getting them and grabbing them and putting them in his car. And there was this one symphony track or something that, that he was using to judge and the bass drum, the, the way it attacked and the decay where you could hear how big the room was that they were in. He said, today, your car is the only car that did this and gave him a big, you know, shook his hand and said, great job. I mean, you know, that's that person, you know, James knows and has that in his musical memory, what that's supposed to sound like. And that's somebody who you, you have to have that as a judge, you have to know really what that potentially can sound like because James is supposedly a director in that field and knows and exactly felt, what yeah. that's, but yeah, right, James right. knows exactly what that's supposed yeah. to sound and like. And he's in the perfect spot to hear everything. The, right. Yes, he is. I mean, <laughs> he, he's, he knows he's, he's that, hearing it how the mic he is hearing it. He attends them and he right. oh, yeah. directs them. I mean, right. that's his life. And right. so when that experience, you know, there it was one car that day did that. And so he recognized it. It's in his musical memory. This is, you know, Mark, when we went out there and did that little thing at March place out in Oklahoma, 
Mark touched on that. You have to know the content. You have to know the music. You have to know what this is supposed to sound like. The more and more experiences you get, Mark goes to live music things all the time. How many times you look on Facebook and he's got a picture of him and his wife and his family he's oh, yeah. taking a selfie with and he's right. gone to see some. He goes all the time. He right. knows exactly what the music's supposed to sound like. Um, it's in his head. And and he's his 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 setup is actually a perfect example for there being no reference because he's got three sets of speakers that are all you know thousands of dollars. They're all quality stuff setting set mm -hmm. side by side. They're all EQ'd to be within a half dB or something, you know, yeah, or 10 dB, you know, all perfectly aligned frequency response, everything else. And you sit there and switch between the three and they all sound completely different. <laughs> you right. know what I no, mean? None it's of them like sound you bad. Can't... It's just a different. No, no, it, no, it's a completely different pres presentation. Right. And right. like we've right. talked about before, too, I mean, mm -hmm. you can have four 80 point cars sitting next to each other and they all can sound completely different they all have right. their own strengths and weaknesses. You know, it's all right. the game right. is all about compromise and mm -hmm. one, you know, one vehicle might have a really good set of strengths and maybe right. like what you were talking about, maybe the, you know, the Acura having the those Acura is not weak anywhere. Go down right. through the whole thing. There's not a single weakness in it. So that's the whole thing. It may not do everything. There may be other vehicles that shine higher, in right. certain categories but there's it nothing it's weak in anywhere so that's what makes it so hard to beat and if anybody has a problem with that go to the mecca training march 20 and go there listen to go. it and then because <laughs> i don't want to hear how Vinny's wrong about it i want you to go tell Vinny in the car okay that's it that's uh next mean. one sorry that, sorry that, that. yeah um why are there always more than a reasonable amount of corrections on my Mecca score sheet? I find this unusual and often with the same judges. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm guilty of it for sure or whatever. So remember me saying I make two laps right. uh, sometimes or whatever. So uh, there's, uh, there's times I, I catch something and I go and I want to hear it again or I think about it and I go back. And, uh, and then I think about a car I just heard and go, oh, well, maybe this one was just a little bit better than that. Cause it's not always that the value goes one direction or the other. It could swing up. It could swing down a little bit or whatever. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm doing as good a job as I possibly can, as far as to place the vehicles where I think they should be. Cause when we get down to the end of this, even on my score sheets, they're very, the good cars get very, very even whatever you are, the, the cars are tight. We have a hundred point score sheet. So compressions already at the beginning because we're only at a hundred points. And so, you know, if I just, you know, thinking or whatever, I change my mind sometimes and I'll even write a note or put my initials next to it or whatever. Um, I'm just trying to do as good a job for the competitor as I can. I'm, I'm, you know, if, if you, if you know me at all from a personal level, um, there I'm, I, I have a heart. I, I truly have feelings and sure. I'm really concerned about doing a very good job for what I do for a profession, the customers I work for. I consider all the customers that we are competitors a customer and I want to do a very good job for you. I want to try to get the most accurate 
um, information to you as I can. And, uh, and that's, that's what I wanted. That's what I want to do. So if I think about it a little bit after I wrote a number and change it, that's, that's why I'm not trying to manipulate the results or anything like that. Um, I'm in fact, now, even at big shows, I try not to give my papers back to the head judge too early. I try to keep the whole class because if I listen to a car that I say, wow, this thing and this car are just so close together. They just sound so close together. I want to know, okay, well, this one sounded maybe just a little bit better in the mid range or something like that. I want to make sure that I'm getting, you know, if I wrote that one a seven and a half, then I want to make sure I'm writing this one a 7.75. I, I just, I want to be, as good and accurate as I can. And so sometimes it is a second decision to make sure that I've got the right decision. So I'm, I'm going to ignore the comments right now. Cause I'm sure they're, I'm actually um, looking at something else, but uh, so I have a little bit of pushback on that. Um, okay. And you know, my opinion, I guess maybe, and I, I don't know specifically what the Mecca rulebook says on it, but I know, you know, I guess from my background with other organizations as well, is that the the criteria is no matter the vehicles there, the criteria should be based on what the vehicle is performing to what the rulebook says and then have that on the score sheet as a number. Um, right. Well, we have windows. We don't have what tells you it exactly sounds like to get to a 7.5 and a 7.75. So we have windows in our score sheet that say, or in our rule book, that say something that sounds like a certain description. I'd have to open up the rule book or whatever. So um, it's it's definitions of what should be a 7 to 8 or what should right. be a nine to 10 or what should be, you know, in our tonality categories. So that puts you in a window um, as to as from a judge's point of view and from um, a competitor's point of view, you know, you're inside that window as far as the definition. So if I write you a 7.5 or a 7.75 on your score sheet and you say, Oh, I didn't give you, uh, you didn't give me any comments about my car. Well, Actually, I did. I gave you a value. And if you actually refer back to the rule book, that definition that's in that category actually tells you roughly what you're doing in that category based on the number that I wrote you. So that is a description as to what your car is doing right there. Mm -hmm. um, each of those numbers are. But by saying that this isn't a competition, it is. So I'm, I'm not saying it's not a no, competition, no, I'm not, but, I'm, no, right, it, but it, it should be, it, in my opinion, it should be an evaluation of that vehicle to the to the score sheet and rule book is. and what happens. It's, happens what, it's exactly what I just no. said. It hits that window. So but now we're inside that window. I'm not. Uh, that's where I'm saying. Oh, the only thing I'm changing afterwards is basically, did I catch it right? Am I thinking? You know, just double checking my hearing, whatever it is. I'm not directly creating a result of you know saying this or whatever but if you you i would hope as a competitor you would want me to make sure if you're sounded just a touch better than that one and i knew that he was in that window and that he was a seven and a half and i wrote this one a seven and a half 
as well. That means I tied them. And I thought in my head, well, wait a minute, this one does sound just a touch better in the mid-range than that one did. And I go back and I change that from a 7.5 to a 7.75. I'm doing the right thing. I'm saying in my head that this one sounds just a touch better than that one. I reflected back and remembered how that car sounds. If there's one thing that I have a talent in doing, it's remembering how cars sound because I can almost talk to you about how your car sounded years back. Um, so I'm doing that. And it does a lot. A lot of times on my score sheets, I'll I'll do that or whatever. That That does happen. So I'm trying to get to what is the correct or, you know, right result of positioning. You know, I'm trying to do a very good job to say that I always make 100%. You know, I don't want to be going down the score sheet super fast, but I mean, if you look at the score, if you can go back underneath it and look at what I changed or whatever, I didn't go from a seven to a five. You know, it's usually a, a minute, I, I bump it up a quarter, or I drop it down a quarter or something like that. And all I'm doing is just trying to make sure that if I thought this one sounded a little bit better or that one sounded just a little bit better, I wanted to make sure, well, then I might drop you from a 7.5 to a 7.25. But I'm making a decision right then and there that which one was a little bit better, even if they're so close, it's so hard, but I think this one's just a touch better then I have done that. Yeah, 100%. But okay, I'm, I would, I'm ultimately say, trying to get to what I, is I, the I, I, I under, result. Yeah, I'm with, I, you. I, I'm with, you. I'm under, with both I, sides of what you guys are saying. I understand I, other than I'm just trying to do the best I can for them and I, give them the I, under, I understand the methodology of where you're coming from. I would like to mm -hmm. see that defined in the rules then. Oh, okay. You know, that, I, I don't care. And I don't know how that would happen, but you know, from my perspective, if if mm -hmm. if that if that is part of the process that your goal is to ensure placement and comp the 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 placement of the cars against each other, which is kind of what you're doing there. Well, I have to because uh, they're in direct I, competition I'm, against I'm saying each that, other. That's a mm -hmm. that's a that's a different perspective or methodology than I would say most people are expecting coming into it. And so mm -hmm. it needs, it needs to be defined. The second part mm -hmm. of that would be, why do you need to stick then to a hundred point scale? If that sounds like it's part of the problem. Uh, it's not part of the problem. It, even if I was had a 400 point scale and I thought two cars were really, really close, they're going to be really, really close. So it, it wouldn't matter if that was a 40 point category. And so instead of writing a 7.5 or a 7.75, say it was a 40 point category. And I said that car got a 35. And then I wrote the second car a 35. I didn't, I didn't make a decision. I gave him the same number. So then I've got to go, oh, crap, I gave that one a 35, and this one's just a little better. i got to scratch it out and write a 36. Mm -hmm. I, I, Is it I not think... the same thing? It's, it's just the compression of that. But, you know, I want to, I want I mean, to I... give the right car the right position right. On, that, on that, you know, category, you know, if it's mid-range or if it's high frequency or we look at that or, 
you know, to say that, you know, after we've written the numbers, do we go back and we look at the numbers and to say that we got them right? Yeah, we do. Okay. So, 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 so this is, so this isn't it's unique. Double checking my work. Right. I'm saying this isn't necessarily unique to you, though. This is how it's Mecca scores. There's lots of judges. Well, it's just if you're saying a judge runs through the sheets really, really fast. If you know, let's go back to that day we have ten cars at the show. Okay. Well, the likeliness, how many cars do I have in the class? Okay. Probably most likely, you know, I might have a class that's got three cars in it those cars probably aren't even going to be on top of each other. So me just going down and I go, I hear it and I go, you know what? Yep. That's, that's right in the sevens. I can write a seven and a half in that category and go on down or whatever on those shows. If those mm -hmm. customers say they noticed that I went back and changed their score sheet, I would be shocked because mm -hmm. I don't have any cars that are really close together. So I don't have to make a perfect decision. This is where it, they it get mad at me and go, be. oh, well, last week I didn't change the car for this week. And you wrote a seven and a half last week. And this week you wrote a seven, you know, and if it was the uh, week two of like what you said, where we, um, you know, went from, you know, seeing the same cars I just saw at the show last week. And these are the same cars. And they say, oh, I didn't touch the tune. I didn't do anything. And last week you wrote me a seven and a half. And this week you wrote me a seven. Which I, I think a lot of that's going to happen no matter what, just because of variability. But I, I mean, what I'm getting at is the fact that um, I, it sounds to me like that is part of the process. And that's mm -hmm. fine. I mean, Mecca can judge cars. However, Mecca wants to judge cars. I can't say. Well, I, I no would ask that. any judge to make sure that they double check their work. Uh, you know, sorry, this I'm is, not, this I'm is not the, everybody's that, seeing the side of Vinnie Taylor that's kind of edgy and, and uh, defensive. No, 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 I but, apologize. But then, so, um, then the, you know, I, I'm just saying, I, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing whether you're, what you're doing is right or wrong. I'm asking mm -hmm. you to define that process. And so everybody knows right. that that is part of, if, if this, then uh, that, it doesn't have to be right. every show, but if, right. if, it needs to be defined as part of the process. It needs that you need mm -hmm. to make that transparent because otherwise it looks like you screwed up and you're fixing it. If you don't have that defined, uh, if it's part right, of the process, I'm with defined, you. Yeah, so, then uh, I don't care. From, but at least, at least right. when I come in and well, engage, this is good that we're doing this. So under people understand where my opinion is to why we would be, seeing right. that on a score sheet or but whatever that needs, so that needs to be defined mm -hmm. by mecca then if it's part of the process that that's that's uh, all i'm okay that's all I'm okay i mean because yeah. if, if you're can, if you're going um, to do something like it and make sure that it's in there i don't know how we would word that mr uh richard would figure that out of course they're gonna have struggle with that because they're very black and white you know what i'm saying so when somebody writes something in a rule book you know richard and linda want to follow it to the t and so <laughs> Uh, oh, and, and that's, that's why perfect I'm of be, them or whatever. Yeah. And so then you got, you know, then you got people like me that um, my character, and if you've ever worked with me and uh, seen what I want to do and you know my character, um, you would, no, 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 I want you to, I want you to hear this because it, it's a little bit of character. And, and so how people do things or whatever, and we can correct this and figure out how to do this in the rules and that's okay. And I want to do that. That's what I would love to do. I want to make sure that understanding of that. So um, I'm just going to give you a little thing. I'm not going to take a lot of time there or whatever. So 
um, just to give you a little thing. So when I, I'm, I'm going to give you a little silly thing. We're going to, we're going to install a TV, right? And um, it's going to hang over a mantle. All right. And so I put the TV up there. I hang it. I get my level out, put it right up on the TV's top dead level. I put it on the vertical part of the TV on the side. It's 100% level thing looks awesome. I'm looking at it or whatever. And I take a few steps back and I look at it and I notice it looks like something's running downhill. What is it? Wait a minute. The mantle may be unlevel. I put my level on top of the mantle and sure enough, the levels slightly, it's still level, but now it's bubble is a little bit to the left line. So it's just slightly. But if I don't look at the TV and just stand back and look, really, the level looks, the, the, the mantle looks fine. It doesn't look way off in the room. It's just a slight thing. But I see that little bit of difference. Do I leave it because I've actually got the TV level? Or do I fudge it a little bit and make the TV kind of look like it's doing the same thing so it looks parallel to the mantle? I, do I fix I think, it or not? It is the I, same thing. It's double checking the work. And I that's that, exactly think, what I'm doing. Bear with me for a second. I think that's yeah, a man. terrible analogy. Because, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I think I, I think you can fix that while you're in the car. That that can be done while you're in the car. It shouldn't be done well, once you get out. That's where the score sheets are being done. I don't know what otherwise has I, happened. Now, if you're going to bring up the thing with Richard that happened no, several no, years I'm, back, no, that was I'm a saying, fact. Yeah, that, I'm saying that it, it did sounds, happen. It sounds, that, then we can discuss that if we need to. But no, I'm not that discussing isn't it. what I'm referring to right now. So you're, refer, so you're not in the car. I'm in the car. I'm still. I haven't gotten out of the car. I haven't done anything as far as turned in a score sheet. I haven't done anything i'm sitting in the car right now i'm still in there i've written down all of my numbers on the score sheet and i'm double checking my work that's what i'm doing i haven't left the car the cars i'm still judging the car and i'm well, going hey, down Martin, and i'm looking and i go okay ain't, uh, okay well what did i what did i what did i score johnny and i've got the score sheet they're all right there with me everything's done and I've got it right there with me. And I'm like, I just listened. And we're in the same class because we judge everything by the classes. And I realize I wrote him whatever I wrote. So I'm giving the correct result. I'm in real time. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm making sure the result is correct. I'm not in the back room where I've added up all the score sheets and all that. At this point, I don't even know the total. All I'm doing is, is analyzing a category. And I'm analyzing well, mid-range. Wait a minute, let me finish. I'm analyzing, say, mid-range, where I'm thinking about that in my head, and I'm comparing it directly to a car I just listened to. And by all of the rules, I'm 100% legal because I'm in the window. I'm not changing windows as far as the way the definitions of the rules written. The car is inside that window. It's in, Say it's in, in the eights or it's in the sevens or whatever it is. And the other car is the same exact thing. All I'm doing is, is making an accurate result. This one's just a touch better, or that one was just a touch better. And I'm using a quarter or half a point sway, whatever I'm doing, and I'm getting the right result. I don't have to do that at little bitty shows when the cars aren't really that close together 
in that. But I'm wanting to make the right decision to make sure they get the right result. I can leave it a tie if that's what we're going to do. And we're going to say 100% when I write a number down, other than fixing where I tried to write a five and it wasn't a clear five and trying to fix the five back where you can see it clearly, you know, because everybody doesn't have oh, perfect no. penmanship. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I know it, what it, you're it, asking. You're the, asking the, numbers, the, 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 the issue that I'm getting. Then that's what we do. We make one decision. We write them down. We don't think about it anymore. And we go to the next car and we do it again. And we don't double check our work or really, really, really think we want to do a great job. I would think you would want me to be, as good as I can possibly be and be as most accurate as I could possibly be for the cars that are there today. And, and that's, that's what I want to do. I want to be as good and as accurate as I can and to double check, you know, and make sure that I I got it. But but I'm saying as long as as that double checking is happening in that car against its own score sheet, if it's being verified against another score sheet, then you're comparing cars. You're not comparing yourself to, the rules i have so to if that's the way it how do you not okay, how do you not get the result then that needs to be defined that we're comparing cars that needs to be defined that you're comparing cars yes how is it not defined that we're comparing cars that's exactly what we're doing i know but if you're if you're augmenting or looking at the results of something else that you judged against what you're judging now or later then you're you're changing the results to be based on where you think they compare to each other instead of where you think they're defined against the rule book. They are defined against the rule book. I put it in the eight category. That's what the rule book gave me the definition to define. Now I got to make sure that if that one sounded, if this one sounds just slightly better than that one, and I wrote that one an eight and a quarter, I want to make sure I write this one an eight and a half. So to say that the only way that you're saying we could fix that is we would have to define what an eight is, what an eight and a quarter is, what exactly. an eight and a half is, and, and an eight point seven five. And that's what you need to do because okay, There's I'll, no I'll way give you. We can do it. Then we might as well have a five hundred point score sheet and we define <laughs> well, I mean, every single number. And I I guarantee you, in the IASCA rule book or anybody, they have windows. And if okay, they don't, you, okay, you need okay. to. Okay, listen. listen okay, listen. sorry. Okay, okay. In, in your rule book, in your rule book, you have a five to a six, right? Or uh-huh. a three to four, one to two, yeah. a seven or eight. That's mm-hmm. eight points. A five to six is eight points. In Emma, I'll give you an example. Okay. There are zero to fifteen points, and each one in, in total. Ac- I'm 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 comparing. Listen, I'm comparing total I'm accuracy sorry. to total mm-hmm. accuracy. Mm-hmm. So your your total accuracy. Say a five to six, that's eight points from a five to six, right? You can go five, five and a quarter, five and a half, five and oh, yeah, okay, uh, three quarters, yeah. six, six and a quarter, six and a half, six and three quarter. You got eight points. So in mm-hmm. Emma, you have A through L, they use the letters for each points. L is zero points, K is two points, J is three points, I is four points, H is five points, G gives you a win- window, six to seven points, two points. F is eight points, one point. E is nine to ten points, two points. D is eleven points, one point. C is twelve to thirteen points, two points. B is fourteen points, one point. A is fifteen points, one point. Okay, I mean it's the same thing. No, say you no wrote, say you no wrote, eight point, no eight point windows. 
definition. I, I'm with Each you one there, of those but say, say I did this because it's not it's it it's still on the teeter. You're going to find a car that teeters between one of those categories that you just said. It's right on the edge of one oh, of those I, I, categories. I, don't I know. I'm just giving you a comparison. Edge, you you asked me and you compared it, and I'm trying yeah. to give you a comparison. So I got a car that's, you know, one of those letters between the value of what you said. Okay. I'm, I, I have no, I have no, I didn't absorb that 100% what you said. Okay. So I'm going I'm to use two letters and I'm going to try to do this okay. right or whatever. Sure. So, and I'm probably going to say, oh, J and K aren't in there. But anyway, so, you know, we got uh, uh, J and K and K is better than J or whatever. So, uh, and so, you know, I've got a car. Is it a J or is it a K? It's right there in between the two sure. J and the K or whatever. But I listened to this car earlier and uh, it sounded so similar to this. What did I give it? But this one's maybe just a little bit better. I look back and I go, well, I gave that one a J. So guess what? This one's a K. But I, I think that process right there is what the issue is. Well, if I'm a judge, I'm a human being making a decision. I'm I, thinking in my head, it's right between the two. Right. And but then if you I just go have back, to make a call in, that car, in my opinion, you just that? make a call in that car. You just have to make a call in that car at that time and go. I mean, well, that's right. That's what we're kind of doing. But I mean, we're double checking our work to make sure double, we're getting double, it right. That double, but that's that, like saying, you said, that's okay. You just told me a minute ago, it was okay for me to judge a car that I judged it last week and gave him a seven. And this week I gave him a seven and a half and he's mad or backwards of that. And last week I gave him a seven and a half and this week I gave him a seven. And you just said earlier, that was okay that I did that. That happens all the time. Well, that person's disappointed with me because now I gave him a seven and you know, last week I gave him a seven and a half, but he didn't change the car. Right. And that was okay that I did that. But now this week I got two cars that are so close. I have to make a decision. And you're saying I'm not allowed to compare the two cars. Yes. I, in you know, my opinion. But again, I don't, know, if, I don't know how you do that in any kind of a judging scenario or whatever. I, I don't, I don't know how you don't compare. I mean, in, I, in, in installation or whatever, any anything of, of in comparison or whatever has to be a direct comparison to the to the other when it's that close. And I think when it's that close, you want me directly comparing exactly what's there. I've got it. I've got in my head exactly what pretty much an eight and a half does. All I'm doing is double checking my work because, you know, I could have done this or that. And then the first car of the day, when you take off running, first right. car of the day sets the precedence for the day. Because just like you told me a little while ago, well, it was okay that I gave him, you know, the seven this week. That doesn't bother you. But at the show, when I've really got to make the, at the big event where I really got to make the right decision. I really have to make the right decision. I have to be the perfect human being. I can't double check my work. I mean, that would be, I don't know. Some people use it different ways and they have that ability and that talent to where they just are 100%. They've got it in their head. They know exactly 100% what an eight and a half sounds like. And they just know in their heart, in their head, I'm not that good. I'm not that good.
but I Amen. am good enough. I am good enough to make sure that I I want to give you the right comparison between the I want to give the guy who did a little better job today mm-hmm. the right result. And and if I can't yeah. double check that what I wrote there or whatever. But I mean, you know, just today, like I said, you know, I may judge that one car on Saturday and give him, you know, a seven. And then the next day when I listen to it, nothing changed, nothing supposedly is different or whatever, except one day, maybe it was Sunday and one day, one one day it was sunny and the next day it was cloudy. And, uh, you know, uh, I worked for some of these big time musicians and these people and they tell me that the pressure outside changes low frequency mm-hmm. i've got a superstar who told me that and he says when we don't record when there's low pressure over us <laughs> we we stop recording we only record on clear high pressure days and i'm going to believe him because i think he's actually deserved to have that respect because of his success so i'm going to believe him so to say that something can't change but we're not talking about that we're talking about this direct situation so right now um to say that you know if if this is wrong and and that you know the direct comparison between cars that are super super close and sound is a wrong way of doing it then you know, um, yeah, we need to, you know, I guess I need to be, you know, retrained as to no, thinking. I'm not, again, what, I, what um, I'm saying that, is that if that's, if that's the practice, then it needs to be defined as such. I don't have a, personally, I don't have an issue for that being the practice. Oh, okay. I think that's not, I think that's, that that's not what people automatically expect. So I think that's okay. what needs to be defined. I think I think I think they want both things. And if I can clarify a little bit mm-hmm. here, I think I think people want people want what you want. People want the best sounding car to be the best scoring car, right? right. They, I mean, it, nobody wants to listen to the car that won and it not be the best sounding car. Now, how can you really determine that without actually judging the cars yourself and going through it? Right. No, but. Mm-hmm. People want to know that the best, the car that won, excuse me, is the best sounding car by the criteria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's exactly what you're trying to do. I think what they also want mm-hmm. is that there's not an opportunity for unfair play in the process. So if you don't have that process of verifying against other score sheets and going through that defined and transparent, then I think people are going to automatically assume that there is something else going on than what I think your process is mm-hmm. intended to be. I think your intentions are correct. I, I right on a on yeah, a personal I guess that's level. The whole, I don't the whole thing is I want to give you the right uh, the most accurate result of what is being delivered to me. You know, based on all the other systems that are being delivered to me and to say we're drastically or I in general or whatever are, you know, double checking my work is, is very minimal. I'm, you know, 
Um, it's, it's so, yes, it's just a little, you know, I want to be giving you the right result. And that's the method that I'm using to make sure that I give you that result. Um, you know, I, I, when I do talk to people in the trainings, right. I say, okay, we're, we're taking off on car one and that's really the reference for the day. Cause you're going up and down from that point. I, I, I wouldn't so, call it a reference. I would call it a initial, you could call it, I guess a, a warm up to yep. get your, your kind of where your placement is because obviously everybody, 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 regardless of how much you define this, whether it's Ayaska, Emma, Mecca or whatever, you know, your, your opinion as a, judge with your reference in terms of your experience i'll i'll use experience versus reference yeah, exactly. i think experience mm -hmm. is a reference right um then at that point you know for example to take the emma scale i might think that everything in this range is a k somebody else might think that yeah. every say might call it an m and we both start from there and work you know um mm -hmm. and i think you're saying the same thing that if you start mm -hmm. out if you start out giving this car a uh, six and a half for mid base and the other cars are increasingly better or worse than that, then you're going to kind of work around those numbers, right? Is that, that's kind of what you're. Yeah. You're... So, I mean, if that, if that vehicle that day, I wrote that first car uh, seven, I have to either keep that in my musical memory that I wrote that car a seven in mid-range or low frequency or whatever and in my mind i have to kind of think about that car all day that day just to make sure that i don't accidentally you know you know 7.25 or whatever or you know i got to kind of use that as my scale for the day or whatever a, a little bit you know that's kind of my little bit of my scale for the day it's not this isn't like a you know this isn't like a, a way off situation. It isn't like all of a sudden, you know, that car that's pretty much the same car from the last week to this week or whatever. I mean, you know, hopefully, I mean, I have so many people that I judged over the years or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I didn't change the car from last week to this week. And you wrote me a 75 and guess what you wrote me this week? 75 or 74.75. Cause I know no, I what a 75 point car sounds like. I kind of know what an 84 point car sounds like right away when we get in these things and we listen to them. I mean, we almost play that first track oh, yeah. and it's when easy. it's got that, you know, just really tight, full sound you know and, female vocal right in front of me and the stand-up bass is playing right behind i'm just right behind her just kind of plucking away there kind of nicely i'm like yep this is going to be north of a 75 right now boom it's just it's easy, it's yeah. there's enough information right there that it's right. going to be just but a matter of that's knowing that the you get thing there is right is it a 75.5 right. is it 75.75 you know, it's just, you know, I want to make sure that I'm doing justice to the customer by doing that. Just as, just as I, you know, maybe made that look just a little bit. I know it's not a judging thing, but it's kind of a judging thing. My customer comes in and judges my installation and tells me, you know, so I'm judging your installation or your sound tuning today or whatever. And as the, you know, I want to make sure I'm 
giving you the right result based on you know the direct competitors because it's a competition uh, direct competition against the other person i I would say i would say just again Mm -hmm. my plea would be that i think it's seen from from i would say my personal angle and Mm -hmm. others angles it's seen as an issue of integrity when it comes to being able to manipulate things after the fact i can't put a i would have to think it through to know exactly why that all is <laughs> but i would mm-hmm. say that uh, at least from my perspective like one of the reasons i really despised the mm-hmm. i ask a ipad scoring system was because there was no story there was no record there was no you know if you you could change a score at any point before it was finalized and um and there was no record of that change or anything like that. A paper score sheet, which is why I've stuck to paper score sheets, because they tell a story. You can't you can't fudge around it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you can, yeah, there are right. those things that are, are going to get scratched right. out and changed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess my from a I judge, mean, you either have to judges, trust their integrity and 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 know that we're right. trying to ultimately do the. But, but I mean, I, I don't think I don't think anybody. Whatever, I, then, I, th- then I think from the, a mm-hmm. I think from a compared to organization standard, mm-hmm. there there's nothing. And I'm saying this out of the mm-hmm. utmost respect for you, knowing you for yes, the last mm-hmm. 20 years, and I'm not yes, saying sir. this, but mm-hmm. there's no reason that somebody needs to trust you. Oh, you they know don't. what I mean? They don't. If, if, they they sure I'm, don't. And I'm, and, and I'm mm-hmm. saying I'm not saying that personally, mm-hmm. but I'm saying mm-hmm. if this is if this is if this is part of the scoring system for Mecca, when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, when there's X amount of people in the class or it gets more complex mm-hmm. or whatever, again, I would just implore that there would be a, a, some kind of definition to that. And that might not mm-hmm. be something that comes up overnight. And it might be something mm-hmm. that maybe takes a little bit of compromise on mm-hmm. this is when, but, or maybe it just goes into you know, a, a judging portion of, of mm-hmm. the things, but again, making that transparent to where people mm-hmm. know that that's part of the thing. It's not something shady going on because I, again, we right. can both be looking at this. We're both looking at a nine. Well, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you. You know, it's one of those things where I think it's, mm-hmm. it's something that just needs to be defined mm-hmm. as part of the process. And again, I would say if, if you're going to stick to the quarter point scale, then it wouldn't matter what the scale is. No, it does matter. It does matter because if you're going to matter, it does matter because again, if you're going by a quarter point scale, it needs to have more definitions in it. Then you can't have a one to a two. You need, you need a definition for a one to one and a half. You need a definition from a a one half to two. You need a definition for Mm -hmm. two, two and a half because that's what everybody else is doing. You're 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 giving eight mm-hmm. points of difference. You're giving mm-hmm. eight points of difference to each definition, and for anybody to keep track of what's going on, I think that's too much. Okay. I'm not saying that in reality that when things are happening, that you know, mm-hmm. you again when you're going car to car like that and making sure that you're in line. I'm not arguing that your results are right mm-hmm. or wrong. I'm right. saying for everybody mm-hmm. to be on the same standard. If we're going to mm-hmm. add 15 judges into this system they're not Mm -hmm. you can't clone yourself (laughs) so you know Mm -hmm. if you're going to add judges into the system and you know and for example if i'm expected to uphold mecca standards to how they do Mm -hmm. things um 
you know, I, I everybody needs to know that this is how Mecca does it, and that needs to be defined. And that's all I'm saying. Uh, and okay. that's, okay. I mean, yeah, it's um, I'm I'm with you. I'm I guess I'm I'm hard to follow. If you gave me, I mean, you would have to get so specific because these cars have we're finding such small amounts of details between them since this uh, evolution into processors. And so I'm not, I'm not arguing that, but for, but for, I don't even know how we would get to where we're saying you would get a difference between how to define what an 8.25 is to an 8.5. All you can do. I'm not is, saying that. I'm saying yeah, at least, at least from an eight and a half to nine. I have to. I'm at sorry? least from an eight and a half. At least from an eight and a half to nine. You know, not not from eight to ten. That's what I'm saying. I, it, there needs to be, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Well, basically ten. One, two, three, four. So, at least double it. Well, I'm, I'm, I got you. I, yeah, I don't even, I would have to, yeah. Cause we spent a weekend writing that redefining, right. uh, the, the tonality and all the definitions, um, in there. And, uh, so for now, for us to go back and redefine all that again, with even more resolution and detail and try to find that um, that would be a chore for an organization that runs on volunteers for its rules. I'm, and again, I'm not, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I don't what, even what know I'm, how to tell my, you. My, my, my point yeah. is, my point in saying that is when you have people saying that it's the quarter perfect. point, when you, when you have people saying that the quarter point scale is the issue, that's why they're saying it. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm with you. I, I because, see what because, they're saying. Because if it was a, saying. yeah, it, so if we're it, running it, two sides of the street right here. You're trying to get me to give you a product that would have so much detail and definition for the judges to have to, uh, you know, whenever we do the judges training for Mecca, I don't say judging, being a Mecca judge is easy. It's one of the most difficult things to do from judging. We don't break it down in black and white as well as it can possibly be. We kind of came up with good definitions that define things and we have to rely on our judges to pick whether or not so we get the result that they want as a customer saying this one is better than that one. And so we're giving our judges a little bit of room mm -hmm. to make those decisions inside of these definitions so that they have some room to make a decision as to which one is a little bit better than that one. Mm -hmm. But to break down sound at that much resolution, you would, somebody, I mean, I would love somebody to type that on the screen right now and give me an even better definition of how we describe mid-range in the eight-point category right now and tell me how they're going to separate that even more because the minds that are doing it right now can't do that. Because I've been doing this the whole time and I've worked with every single one of them and no one has given me an idea 
as to how to do that. And Richard and Linda may be able to do it. Their minds might have that resolution and that ability to define that. But I don't know how we would get further than where we are right now without just having a rule book that's 200 pages. Cause that's another thing. People won't read the rule book. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to, but I mean, this is, I know you're, you're or, 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 something and I'm trying to give you yeah, a, yeah. I know I'm saying, I'm just saying, right, right, right. I'm just saying organization X, Y, Z. There's, there's your answer right there. That's, that's doubling. That's just, doubling what you're doing now and that's defined now in tonality alone with a two-point scale versus an eight-point scale so i know i know i know but i'm just saying it's there it exists so you know to say that it's impossible i want to read it so i would be able to define that who has that written that's emma's current tonality definitions Oh, well, I haven't read that. I would love to have us. Well, you wouldn't like us reading it because we might rip it apart and say it's wrong. <laughs> and, that, and that's and fine. So, I'm not, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I, right or wrong. That's, I'm just, you know, that's like again, saying I'm, definition of, of depth is from where I'm at to where the sound starts. And if you're going to tell me that James agrees with that in the orchestra, that depth is where sound begins, not is from where it begins and ends in sounding in a room. And you're telling me that's accurate depth versus what we no. describe depth, then no. So please don't throw somebody else's organization's rules at me when that's a horrible Error. definition of depth. And okay. I'm sorry, Error. I didn't mean you to did, get you, you, you don't understand the rule then. Okay, the, the, rule, the rule for IASCA is listening position is from where you are to where it starts. And then there's another definition of depth after that and emma they do the same thing listening position is from where it is to where it starts there is no definition for depth and there is no score for that but that's well i mean then that that's irrelevant yeah i mean again i'm I'm not arguing i'm just saying when what i'm saying is that when you have when you have issues of when you have issues of people right. thinking that they may you. or may not been placed right because of these kinds of things. Right. Well, I mean, were they placed right or did we fix it and place them right? I mean, was that the, the, the understanding that you're having is, is that we're that the, that the competitor and I understand, I understand that the competitor is disappointed as to why he sees maybe a change on his score sheet from what he thought maybe was an original decision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why are we maybe adjusting a score on the score sheet? So, you know, that just a minute ago I said, okay, I'm okay with not second guessing myself. And I'm okay in teaching people mm-hmm to not second guess themselves or double check their work. If you made a decision and you wrote that number, then that's the number you're going to live with on the score sheet and we're not going to change it. Mm-hmm. If that's if that's the if that's what we want to do, then I'm okay with that. I'm not, you know, I'll just have to, you know, catch myself and go, "Oh, 
Wait a minute. Well, and that, no, no, no. It's okay. I, I'm just wanting. That's to, not our decision to make. That's not our decision to make. I'm just making no, sure. It's, well, no, it's, 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 it, it I'm is, making sure. it isn't isn't because as a as a as a you know um, I look at it as I'm working for you. You are my customer, and I'm working for you, and that's what we're trying to do is is please our customers and and we want to do that and so if the consensus out there is that that's a problem then that's the solution to that problem i don't know how to define it that far out where we get there and i do want to keep a little bit of window for the judges to make those decisions and be able to do that. We just have to govern ourselves a little bit better and make sure if we can, we're human beings, but we're going to try really, really hard to break down that information to them and tell them, let's, let's try to really, you know, that's why I tell folks don't score the car until you've analyzed the system and uh you know i try to try to do that and you know if you look at look at the score sheets or whatever um you know we're very you know it happens what what you just said it happens that we thought about it a hair bit and said wait a minute we this should have been this and we're making it right. That's what we're trying to do. I mean, that's, right, that's right. It, there's no, again, there's, it, no, there's not, no, I know, I know what you're saying. I, I know. It's not, it's so not I mean, better what we have to do is just be better at not thinking again. You know, we gotta, we gotta or, be better at, or not or, doing that. Or, you know, make sure that if we wrote it and we did change something, you know, we write our initial and maybe when we're, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, at, especially at not finals or whatever, I'm, you know, I, I sometimes, present the, the numbers on the score sheet to the customer kind of quickly right. um, to the competitor, you know, kind of saying, yeah, and I might show them where they can't really get the whole thing and whatever. And, you know, if that happened, maybe I would just say, Hey, I would, I didn't write real clear here. And I, I just, you know, I fixed this, but I, it was, it was due to poor penmanship, not <laughs> right. a, a second right. thought. And I'm, I'm right, right here in right. front of you. You see it. I put my initials next to it and I, and I'm fine. I'm fine yeah, with doing we, we that. All, and these are good things to, yeah, that's, these are good things to discuss and, you know, or whatever. And, and so, um, you know, and, and thinking, you know, of the, you know, cause I haven't been on their side very much in a long time. So you think about competition years and, um, and things or whatever. So the competing side was from really from 90 to 98, right? 91 probably to 98. So I got seven years of competing and mm. being a customer right? and getting results and sometimes not the results that I thought <laughs> I was supposed to get, but Hey, we're all been there. Right. And so, yep. and then you go on the other side and I've been on, on this side as being kind of like the business owner or part of the business right. that's providing and, and providing the product, much like right. I am a business owner now doing services for customers and providing them a product and double checking my work to make sure it's as accurate as I possibly can. So that's my mentality 
as what I'm thinking I'm trying to do as good a job for my customers as I can. And so that's, that's my heart and what I feel I'm doing. And I sure hope somebody out there isn't thinking that I'm in the back room going, you know, Johnny should have won today. So we need to fix all this. So Johnny wins (laughs) because I could care when what's interesting is when we, you know, we've known each other a long time and I've known, I mentioned, I met, you know, Kirk, back in 1992 and I, all these things and all that. And, you know, of all the people that I've met and I've met a lot of them because I've judged a lot of cars and I respect every one of them and I enjoy every one of their personalities. And I can tell you little cool stories about all the people I've met and their little intricacies and things about their sound systems. I mean, it's just, I've got all of this in my head. I know so much history about the sport and everything. And I almost enjoy everyone. I can't, I just can't think back of somebody that was, I didn't enjoy interacting with or whatever. But when I leave the show, I don't interact with these people on a personal basis. There isn't anyone that is a true, you know, everyday communicating friend. Uh, Matt Roberts is probably the one that, you know, just stands out. Uh, me and Matt, there, we click in so many ways. Um, you know, I got him in the speaker building. He does home speakers for me um, and uh, that we sell to our customers. Um, and so, uh, you know, he's probably the only person in all of this history other than Steve. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 you know, don't get to do it very often. We don't get to. We did some in the early years, spend personal, a lot of, you know, more personal time together. Um, but you know, we've spent so many hours together just traveling and doing all that when we used to go and do a lot of shows together. Um, and he's just, you know, I, I, I truly, truly, um, believe that his integrity, uh, is very high and he wants to do a great job. And the one reason he's kept me around all these years over all of these questionable things like you bringing up right now is he actually knows me and knows my integrity. So it, it, it is asking a lot from our customers to just say, I met Vinny. I've spent two minutes with him. He's written, scratched out three things on my score sheet and wrote from a seven and a half to 7.25. And it's, and it's, you know, we're, it's, it's kind of like you're saying, I need to trust him and say, that's okay that we do. I got what you're saying rule. Why that's just what's, you know, kind of in, in my thoughts there. So, um, I, I agree with where they're coming from, from their side. If I was a customer on that side and I went to a show and, uh, competed and, and they wrote what I considered a number on the score sheet and then it got scratched out and changed to another number on a score sheet i would certainly probably at the end of the event very very politely ask that person personally in a very respectful way because if i bite into them um Mm -hmm. i'm probably going to get a very kind reply um number one and then number two, boy, I've made an impression in that judge's mind. So the next time I see him, you know, if there is any feelings of whatever there, you know what I'm saying? So 
I feel like from a, you know, and I'm going all over the place here and I apologize, but as a judge, like we've been you doing know, this long time. I apologize too. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. While. So, yeah, I hear you. No, it's okay. Yeah. So the you know from their side, I certainly see the uh, that 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 reaction to it, and uh, and I get it one hundred percent. And so, um, if for some reason any judge, whether it's our organization or another organization happens to see that on a score sheet my suggestion to them for we're going to address this i mean it's it's going to immediate once this is wrapped up and we can now have a second thing i'm gonna you know directly engage this because evidently it's very important to people and i just didn't you know it's not something i really thought about a whole lot because I thought I was making the right decision. So I apologize to anybody who feels like that was wrong. And I want to thank them for bringing it to our attention and we want to address it. And we are. And so there's that answer to just that part of it or whatever. So um, if for any reason it was to come up on a score sheet in the future or anything in that manner, I would suggest not with emotion, mm. but with a, you know, polite um, approach to that judge and just address it. Yeah. Just ask and see what yeah. happened there or whatever. And I'm sure you're going to find that there's a there, there's a reasonable why. answer to right. what got, you know, there. And you're asking somebody, you know, of, of, you know, like you said earlier, of a very long time of doing this, mm -hmm. that, you know, we should know, and anybody we present at that level of a show, whether it be finals or a big 4X or whatever, that, um, you know, they or one, judging with integrity and all the things or whatever, but, you know, really think about what you're writing on the score sheet. So before you even write the number, if you want to make sure you get it right, maybe we'll, and I've done that for sure or whatever, you know, went back and double checked and said, okay, yeah, that one was almost exactly how it sounded. So then I, yeah, it was 825. So I was double checking my work before, kind of, in a sense, before I wrote the number, if you think about it, you know, just making sure I'm, right in line there or whatever. So just double checking your, since we do have the window, um, right. you know, double checking it beforehand and, and all that. So, you know, that's, that's probably the manner of which we need to be training right. our judges is, let's just double check our work before we write the result. And then that way we won't have a slash and a, right. Right. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, that's a good I, way was, of thinking it, you know, of whatever. So, you know, you know, we have to figure out from an organization of teaching right. and, and all that. So, um, there you go. With, that's, that's a good way to do it. And with it, with any of this, I think it's just a matter of minimizing the appearance appearance of, you know, impropriety going on something, you know, if something looks mm -hmm. like it could go, if something appears, even appears to be something "quote unquote" nefarious or a, a possibility of you know something happen or giving the opening for that to happen, you know, it's one of those things where I think that's the other part is like somebody might trust 
person A, but maybe person B they don't know or don't trust, or maybe right. that person could take it. advantage of that system to to make it you know go down a different path. So right. it creates an yeah, opening. It creates mm-hmm. a, it creates an opening where things could happen that opens up an entire Pandora's box in people's minds as to what is happening. And I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I've worked with you enough. I've worked with everybody mm-hmm. enough. I've worked, you know, mm-hmm. with scoring enough and everything else to know that 99.99999% of the time, I, I can very, I can't really think of any time in the, at least in the past five years where there's ever been anything intentional. I'm, I'm sure it's happened at some point, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those things where, most of the time, the intention, somebody the intention was made to him. make it right. Was right. the intention, right. and right. boy, did that blow up in our face. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I mean, again, I think, yeah. I think, if that's if that's process, define it, make it a process. If it's if right. if if you need to, yeah. it, it make a different you process. Know, do that, but I think to me, but I I I get right. I get their logic, and I understand that these these guys are emotional about these sounds. I was too. I mean, I almost went to fist fighting one guy one time in a parking lot, you know, got the drinking too much one afternoon or whatever and didn't get the best of show trophy and felt like I deserved it. You know, and then, you know, and then an hour later I was like the guy's best friend because I went over there and consulted him and listened to his vehicle. And I still didn't agree with the sound quality judge's decision, but you know, I thought about it and was like, dang man, this is car stereo. Right. You know, it's well, still, and, a, yeah, it's still it's, a very nice sound system and a very nice, you know, this is back when we had to do all the, all the stuff, you know, you had to do the four different things and, and I get it. And I, and I'm totally, I'm totally with what they're, um, with their argument, um, what they're saying. And so, you know, I guess a little bit of my, um, reply and then you know so then you know i'm just going to give you an example not to say that this would be the right way to um um the way to do it i'm just just kind of giving a a a whatnot there and so um this kind of touches on on some things as to why we're using the personnel we're using um and judging and then you know, inside the organization and, uh, and it's any business does this, um, and Mecca is a business. And so, um, it's whenever I experience someone in this from a judge's side or a competitor side, I'm always kind of qualifying people a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, to a certain degree or whatever, they're kind of their credibility in, in things or whatever, their character. Um, it's, it's weird how, you know, different people's minds work different ways or whatever. Um, and so when they approach us or want to be part of the thing, or they're throwing out ideas about stuff or whatever, there's so much filtering that has to be done before there's a credible argument or a mm-hmm. credible, you know, thing to use or whatever. It was kind of like Matt sitting me down in his truck that day. And he, he, you know, was making that argument, you know, he wasn't mad, ugly or anything. He's just proposing this might be a more accurate approach to the music than being so concerned about 
the softer volume, where things are per se, just different stuff. I mean, the rules were there and they were written in the way we were supposed to be defining them. And we thought we were using them or I thought I was using them in the pr proper manner. Um, and so, um, you know, he enlightened me mm -hmm. on, on that. And so when we're judging them and, you know, maybe something like this comes up or there's even a question as to why they got a seven or instead of not a nine or whatever, you know, the whole thing is from their point, do we look credible? Mm -hmm. That's a question. Does, does anybody out there think that who we are right now that's analyzing their cars using our evaluation format, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, this isn't, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we take a long time and, and we're slow to make decisions to a certain degree about rules changing um, and, uh, also about picking the people that work with us. And, uh, you know, and, uh, I know Steve thinks about it, loses sleep over it, whatever it bothers him, you know, makes him sick to his stomach about this, you know, person or this group of people isn't happy with his product or the people who are representing his product or whatever. He's got to battle that, you know, and everything. So, um, you know, the, the argument came up several years ago about myself inside the organization and whether or not I was credible to be here, you know, or whatever. And so, you know, I thought about it long and hard and I stepped away for about a month. And then, um, you know, um, Matt talked to me a little bit or whatever and some other folks and, and uh, you know, and said, man, you know, the way this format ended up, you're just such a huge part of it and this organization and where it went and all the things he goes you know it's 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 you know i understand you went through a lot of you know name calling and even some aggression i mean it got a little bit ugly and mm -hmm. uh you know with some folks and and the one thing that made me come back is they used the word integrity mm -hmm. and they said that i didn't have any and I went, wow, man, that's if, if, if you really know me, holy cow, that is the one thing that that's a shot to the heart that was, that really was. So, um, yeah, there was never any intent in anything right. except to get to the right result. So to say that that isn't one of, you know, the most important things in my mind, whether it's, you know, whatever, but the way we're perceived and how we do that is important to me. There right. goes back to my integrity. Right. So saying that this looks suspicious, then right. I want to address it and I want to figure out how to fix it. I don't think defining the definitions out so far is probably the best way to do it i just have to work with the team and figure out another way to get there right. so there's probably but, a lot of really smart people that are typing 200 miles an hour on the screen in front of you right now with suggestions and uh or it's they, gotten they really quiet one of the two they're all sleeping yeah, like, like smart people <laughs> unlike us we're still here <laughs> Four hours later. Right, so, right. 
That's right. That's I'm right. Sure we've, we've uh, I only got, got one fan that just texted me and said, "Still watching." Uh, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, there you go. So uh, anyway, but uh, and, and, and again, I, I think all of this to say, you know, it's a matter, and with that integrity, I think just comes being fully transparent about it, and and yeah. so so again, making your procedure repeatable because I mean, so much, so much of. Mecca has has been kind of necessarily done by feel. That's kind of how I mean. I, I feel like a lot of it. You know, I, I think when I came in, I mean, there again, there yeah. was there was no rule book. It, there was a score sheet, and everybody oh, yeah. kind of knew what they were doing. And then later on, Matt took yeah. that and defined it more. And then later on, Richard defined that more. And you were working on it all the way through. But I think there's yeah. been a lot of you know, it hasn't been. Mecca has never been about being an organization run by committee it's never been uh, uh, you know it's never looked to get up there and and i think mecca has always aired on the side of music as being real and emotional not a say, that's really how steve describes it and right. i and, agree and it, when i think about there music, is a lot of exactly it is exactly that it's not you know there is technical sides to it but the reason why it's even played or sung is all about emotion. Right. I mean, it's, that's the whole thing. It's, it's, and, some know, of that and that's the problem that happened the one day in Richard's car where the numbers got a little bit over enhanced there. And, and we came back later and went, what? But, you know, it was that emotion that took me there. Right. And said, right. you know, that, oh, my God, this thing's got so much room and decay and just, holy cow, I feel like I'm in there. And that emotion mm -hmm. excited right. me right. and got a little bit inflated on the score sheet. And so <laughs> when it got broken down later and somebody yeah, said, define, define yeah. the car, define the car to me, and I did and i went holy shit and somebody said oh this is the number you wrote on this and did you realize that when you just told me that you thought there was a problem there and i went what <laughs> and so there we were yeah. so um you know there's the you know how did it get taken care of um integrity what the what the way it was dealt with was that the correct way integrity wise um or whatever, um, there you go. That's that's where um, we were definitely um, at fault. So, but, you know, I would say prepared. Go ahead, I'm listening. No, I was, a, I was just saying, I, I don't think you need to defend yourself there because I think um, every single event, every major event, every, every judge, every format, every single one ends up with those outliers of the judge going, wait, what, <laughs> what I do? Um, I mean, it, it happens every time. Yeah. There's big events. Yes. Yeah, just you have a big bad. event and you have, yeah, but, you have one or two cars that stands out to somebody and it may, you know, it, it, most of the time it actually ends up being the same car, but you know, it does, it does oh, happen. Yeah, and that's just part of the human process yeah. of judging, you know, 
one guy liking the car and somebody else maybe didn't like it so much that kind of thing is right, that what you're right. referring to okay gotcha gotcha I, so I, you're referring to three does. judges and maybe yeah. getting a little right. bit of different results and things like that so um just to touch on that a little bit and maybe no one cares um is um our goal over the last um handful of years that we're paying attention to because obviously we're in the back room trying to make sure our product is as good as it can be as well and this is not messing with numbers or anything this is just looking at the chart that we try to provide to the um, competitors after we're um, done with the show so you know um, grace has been doing this now and she's phenomenal at it or whatever of working and communicating with the customers and the competitors or whatever and it's the little chart of which we say we put you know the name of each judge and then the names of the competitors and we break it down and you know so Vinny scored Johnny a 70 and then you know Matt scored Johnny a 72 and then like right. that and then so that way they can see you know on a chart um, you know each competitor and each judge for that competitor and we're sending out that result it's not the whole score sheet it's just the totals and then the reason why we're we've been doing this one is you add across and that gets you the results but the other thing is to see and evaluate the judges a little bit that's our way of comparing or whatever so you know if we got two judges that say this car won and this guy said you know it didn't win well where did he put that car is it just mm -hmm. second or third or is it ninth you know mm -hmm. so if it's ninth and one of the cars that the other two guys said got ninth you said got first then we're not hearing the same thing at all mm -hmm. and so then it's the question of well why you know that's that's us as an organization evaluating our personnel mm -hmm. and so that's what we do so whenever you know you see a new judge or a newer judge go to a, a major event and can and judge usually we want to have two other experienced judges where we've seen experience that those two judges are giving pretty much not necessarily a one two three four five six seven eight but you know, they're saying these cars were the good cars, these cars were the okay cars, and these cars were the ones that need some work. And so, mm -hmm. you know, as long as we're kind of, because like I said, you know, we're getting down to these cars are so close and sound. And then, you know, one saying, God, you know, this one's better by just this little bit, and this other one's better by this, this little bit, based on, you know, different judges in the car, whether they're an inch taller, half inch taller, or, you know, five inches wider. Mm -hmm. I don't know what, you know, there's certain things that can change a little bit or whatever. Did they have their head exactly centered on the headrest or were they that's a big a deal. half inch to the right? Yeah. Or because they made changes in between. Yeah. Yeah. So the processors, you know, they, you know, give us quarter, you know, quarter inch time alignment distance mm -hmm. adjustments or whatever. So, so we move our head a half inch. Well, we just, changed a whole bunch of stuff just by doing that based on where their head might have been that's why as judges we try to 
find that sweet spot. You know, we don't just get in the car and sit. We try to wiggle around a little bit and find where they had their head when they were tuning, we hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, um, but so, so, so during, during the event, yeah, during the event, everything's done. I mean, no, I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking, I'm asking during the yeah. event or, or after the event or whatever, if, if you have one judge that is 10 points off of the other two, do you have a process when that happens or yeah, does it fly? No, I mean, is that, is there, okay. you might see the Vinny you saw a little while ago react. So, <laughs> you know, um, and you have, and judges have, and you know, there's, but anyway, um, yeah. And if it's me, then I'm, I'm questioning why, mm-hmm. and I want to fix it. And I want to know what the difference was. This is where we found on one customer's car, Bill Gonzalez, that this is where we learned that David Hogan and Matt Roberts are almost two and a half inches, two to two and a half inches taller in their upper body than mm-hmm. I am. You know, I wear a, we're all right around six foot tall, but I wear a 36 pants. Mm -hmm. They don't. So that tells you my upper's a little lower than theirs. Well, Bill's car was just real sensitive to height. Mm -hmm. And so now I've got a little booster seat in Bill's car that he puts in there for me when I judge it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what made the difference. And I went to Bill and talked to him about that and told him, this is what we found. We kind of checked into it amongst ourselves, the judges and found that was the difference. So I said, you know, what can I do? I, I, so one time I picked myself up, I pushed myself up struck like that, listening to it. And I could tell it was changing. So, you know, I got out, we talked about it or whatever. And you know that, and then now all of a sudden our numbers are more consistent now but that's the willingness, you know, I'm willing to do that. I did that work right. to find that out, right. you right. know, Bill didn't. And, right. you know, I wanted to make that, you know, cause I, I saw something not right here and I trust what Matt and David were saying. And so, um, that's just, you know, it's important to us and they feel the same way because if me and David, scored something and Matt's different. He wants to know why Right. he may have a, he's a little more confident than we are sometimes, but you know, he, he's, he, everybody wants to know, right. you know, where they were a little off on something or whatever amongst us. When you think of us three in that, and I bring in Richard and Linda and I look at what they've been doing with us now and everything. since they haven't been with us as long. And, you know, now that we've been together a little bit or whatever, we're seeing the same thing. You know, the results are pretty much consistent through everybody through the sheets. You know, when you go, this one picked first, well, maybe that one didn't pick first, but they picked second. I mean, it's, it's among, the better, all the, all the top cars are amongst the top on all the judges and then so on and so forth down. And that's what we've noticed way more consistent over the last few years and studying that and having those discussions and learning about that. That's why we move our heads a little more. You'll see us sitting in the cars and we're tweaking our heads a little bit and moving our heads a little bit and all that. I strain my neck sometimes. I hold my breath too long and, you know, trying to get in there and sitting there too stiff. And then I think at the end of the, towards the middle of the second day on some of the big events, I'm out of oxygen. 
So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, and and I'll 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 emphasize here too that this isn't a a mecha a unique to mecha issue at all. It goes across any org, any score sheet, any numbers. You're going to have cases where things align and others where they don't. I mean, it's just it, it's yeah. I would say if you got a if somebody was able to come up with the system of of three judges being able to give the identical score all the way down um a it's probably a pretty boring system but it's just not realistic i i don't i I know i know personally as a competitor that's frustrating i've been in that issue where man if it had just been these two judges i would have won this judge took me to last place what happened and in that case in i mean that was for me that was 2013 sbn with iaska judges and that's exactly what happened was one of the judges was four foot ten and i didn't nobody in the car had sat that low and turns out that the center is right in front of you when you sit that low who knew (laughs) you know i mean i know now but Right, right. It's it's one of those things where it's one of those things where it's and that's not the only thing. There's so many different issues, and I would say if if everybody heard everything the same and defined everything the same and gave you the exact same score on everything, it would be a very again, it would be a very boring place. You want it ever? You can get four or five different people in a car, and they're all going to pick up on different things. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, and then we'd we'd be to you know having you know having a. Um, we we end up having the term lab and all all fighting on Facebook about who has the best sounding car um, without having to show up at a show. Uh, but, right, right, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, yeah, so I, I I'm with you. Uh, I think so. The the most important thing right now that I can understand, other than there's probably a bunch of other things, but the the one critical thing that they're concerned about is. Um, any any modifications to the score sheets at all whatsoever um if for some reason that was and you really felt like you needed to change your mind on that then um maybe our best approach would be to exactly right then and there do an explanation to the competitor as to what you did and why you did it that way you're being honest and open and up front they see it right now before right. it goes back into the other room they right. see right then and there what what got done and and you could even i mean you can like block off and the I rest of the score actually, sheet or whatever can, and do that i and, can i can i can actually sell that yeah. I, I think i could sell that to all the people involved if for some reason when you get out of the car, you show it. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, is that what you you initialed it? You saw it. You give them the evidence that that you did, and what you know, you changed your mind, adjusted, or whatever you did. You just give the explanation right there. We're human beings. I think we're we're entitled to have that wiggle room. I mean, you know, unless we're you know going to get even further, but you know, I'm just I feel like one, we need to govern that way better, and we'll work on that. And then, um, and then number two, if for some reason it ever came about, um, which I feel it will at some point, I'm going to be probably one of the guilty parties. Um, then I, I, I feel everybody should be able to sleep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, with that explanation right then and there, just mm-hmm. so everybody's open and up front about it and you did it, did it right there. And I think right. that's, that's a fair um, way of doing that just in case 
that happens because I don't know how to fix a human being. Yeah, I don't know how to fix me. So in that instance, other than <laughs> yeah. just listening, you know, whenever anybody tells me something that they don't like, it it, it concerns me and I want to do the right thing by it. And yeah, so I, I, um, I want to say I'm just trying to figure out how to how to do it right and say I'm never going to do that. And it never happened. And then how to honorably address it if for some reason it did right then and there. So then that way there isn't ever a concern that this happened in the back room um, behind closed doors or anything like that. And every, that's every, the only way I know how to do it and, and, and make it right. Everyone in this case needs to retain their integrity, right? I mean, it's one of those things where you need to re retain your integrity as a judge, knowing that you're doing this the best way possible. If you're put in a compromised situation where you think that you can't do the job as well, because that's just not how you see it. That's that's mm -hmm. messing with your integrity as a person and as a judge. And we don't want right. to do that. I don't think anybody wants right. to see that. And that's why I'm saying if that's part of if that's part of the process. And and I would say even as far as check it's sheets, a good way of doing that. I probably even, got words he could put into that that he would right. make that make sense and and everybody right. could probably abide by that and and live with but, that for sure. At least it's a, it's like anything. No. I mean, I would say the majority of the time, no, no rule is made until it became an issue that needed to be made. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like oh, rules, yeah. rules get defined because there are issues that need to be fixed. And if we can fix this by saying, yes, this is how we do it. This is how we're going to the, the process, procedure that happens when this happens. This is how we're scoring. This is how, you know, a little bit more depth there would help a lot for people to say, OK. And again, this isn't unique. To Mecca, it just happens yeah. to be, you know, it just happens to be well, something to that right Mecca, now, can, so, yeah. Mecca can fix, mm -hmm. you know, and, and <laughs> you know, the the better the better we can react to these things, then we don't mm -hmm. end up with, you know, with mm -hmm. a, a USAC to Mecca transition issue or a, you know, 98 Iaska exodus issue or, you know, those kinds of, it, sure. we've seen all this happen before because oh, somebody yeah. didn't take the time to process it, right. you know, no, and if exactly. We're volunteered to go through this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and he did volunteer, by the way. I didn't. He, That's this right. was Vinny's idea. No, there's nobody over there in the corner with a weapon saying you need <laughs> yeah. to sit right there for four hours and seven minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so, so here, here's where I say we, we, we go. I mean, we've covered a lot. I'm going to try yeah. to process some of the stuff that we've got. Yeah. now where we're at and then kind of see where we need to go next if we need to you know do this again in a few weeks and do some reflection and yeah i'll, I'll and, let that man over there tell me i gotta do it again no problem yeah, but you know it, at least that way we can get some process time maybe we can get some you know response and, and results on kind of it doesn't have to be changes i don't think anybody's saying you must change to what we're saying and that would that would know make Mecca lack integrity if they did that because this is yeah. you can't you can't change the rules for somebody because they didn't win and that's i'll never oh. do it you'll never do it steve will no. never do it nobody no, we don't want that travis yeah. isn't going to do that nobody's going to do that right but but if, we can, but if we can lessen the sense of impropriety going oh, yeah. on even you know even a thought of it if we can do right. something to to take that away then we can yeah, I like my idea. I'm going to discuss it yep. really soon with the, yep. the folks in charge, and and I think that's 
one of the best ways we can go with, you know, or whatever. That way there isn't anything. We may even have them sign the score sheet. That might be a, a way of doing it. So they've already witnessed it right then and there. Right. We've got proof. Yeah, even if they just see it glance over and just, they don't have to, they're not going to be able to add it up. You know, the judge needs to no, have no, it. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah we usually don't, don't add it up. Them, you know, mm-hmm. It's just have it, have it there to where they can see the overall score sheet and that they know in their mind that it looks the same when they receive it later and everything, you know, right. as what they saw there. And if they just mm-hmm. zip, then I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think that's that's certainly fair. Yeah, we're not trying to hide anything. And I guess right. that was, the, you know, and I get it from their stand, from their view to a certain point. I, you know, if I was the person, you know, I told you I would quite inquire <laughs> about it and that right. politely, you know, very right. respectfully. So uh, I get it. And it's, it's tough for people to do that. Way. So. Yeah, no, I think that's a good that's way. That's why they're making me do it. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Because I, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have addressed this. I would have just kept going, think I'm doing the right thing because I'm wanting to right. give the right result. Um, right. And so, um, yeah, I like, I like, I like where it took us four hours to get to that one solution. <laughs> if that makes a lot of people feel better then um i'm all for it because we want to man we love all the folks that come and hang out with us and and do all that i tell you and i love listening to these sound systems i know the other folks and yourself included and even your son getting involved now um you know enjoy this i hope i hope i don't know i haven't seen him lately maybe he's not going to come anymore maybe you know i'm not sure there aren't many shows he went no, to the one right. show over the finals that there has been since uh, then. I mean, the only other show was uh, in Georgia, and he judged there. So you oh. saw him there. Okay. And good, then, good. Uh, yep. And then, I mean, I, uh, I, I, you know, we want to see I came him to finals day, uh, here really soon. Yep. Boy, that'd be something to have a young man in our, you know, at yep. our big event or whatever. And, um, you know, it's just, he don't know anybody said dad right i mean he knows people yeah. but you know it's right. like how he's, not, he's not going to care he's at to where most of our customers are the maturity difference right. between the two right yeah he's we don't know what's in his world and he certainly right. doesn't know and shouldn't know what's in ours um <laughs> yeah. so uh you know unless he's watching yeah. the podcast which he knows <laughs> well you know whether he uh, absorbs it yeah, all so he knows. Dad, why are you such a jerk <laughs> yeah, well, he's probably saying that about the guy talking to you um oh, no he said about yeah. me, I'm sure. Anyway, I think we start there as a checklist. I'm going to keep what I did is uh, um, I'm leaving the, the basically the Q&A, at least the short Q&A ended up being shorter than mm-hmm. I thought. But I'm going to leave that open until Friday. So we kind of have a time limit on this. And then I'll sort through that. I'll send you anything that maybe didn't get addressed or was maybe more specific or whatever. And then... Um, and then, you know, in a few weeks, maybe we have some answers on the stuff that we did address tonight. Mm-hmm. And then we can maybe instead of having just an open Q&A where the discussion, I mean, I think that's a lot of the problem tonight. It was just getting this started to where people are engaged. Um, it's hard to engage people until we start doing it. You know, it's one of those things mm-hmm. where if you just say, hey, throw me all your issues. Well, are they going to do something about it? Or are they not? And, and that's the, the biggest thing to, to close the loop on that integrity loop is knowing that, Hey, we brought this up. It got addressed. And again, it doesn't have to necessarily mean that things got 
change be to what somebody wanted, but that there was a compromise found and it was it was addressed. You know. Yeah, um, I don't know if any of the people on the um, or listening or whatever um, tonight or whatnot. You know, one of the things that I wanted to do, and I would just make sure that you know, Rob's already volunteered the location for doing, for doing the training, um, and everything, which is probably one of the most, you know, the largest expense to this or whatever. And any retailer who obliges to do this, and some may say, you know, can you do it on, on Sunday? And the only reason we're actually asking for Saturday is because we want to do a show on Sunday, you know, like we've always done. Um, but there may be instances where we go and do this and there's not really a show. So then it could right. be done on Sunday uh, yeah. or whatever. But one of the things I wanted to do, and, you know, $75 is what Steve was asking for an entry to to, to participate in this um, or whatever. Um, you know, I would take care of the entries or whatever Steve felt like he needed for his reimbursement of funds for whatever people that came. But we were thinking if we could maybe trying to hold it to about 18, just trying to get people through the cars um, or whatever. And so, um, you know, there's, there's some folks out there that, you know, there's, there's the, you know, the Brian Gills and the Mike Myers and the, and uh, you know, those Aaron Hardison, you know, Aaron's judged with, I mean, he knows the format and, and he, I think, gets the gist of why he got a seven and a half versus an eight and a half or whatever, you know, um, he may be frowning as to why he got the seven and a half instead of the eight and a half, but he actually probably gets it. And so no big deal, but there's, there may be 18 people out there that are really interested in this and really don't understand enough that want to come. And, uh, you know, I can't pay them to come, but I can certainly offer the service at no charge if they want to do and we are giving them some food while they're there we're going to have them for a long time it's going to be an exhausting day much like this conversation right. we're having probably to them <laughs> but, uh, it's probably exhausting more exhausting for the people watching than for us <laughs> right, we're doing fine that's what i'm talking about for them having to listen to this go through all this so um you know i just uh i believe in the system and the platform you know, if I could bring it to you for free and, and offer entertainment for free, um, you know, or whatever, it was in one of Alan Jackson's songs or whatever, he feels like he's up there doing this for free. Uh, but it's it's worth it because you can tell they're enjoying the performance, you know. And so um, if, if I could do that, I would. I, I don't know how to, there's too many people involved. I can't do that. I can't create it that way. Um, but I, I think for what we offer folks and the cost of what it is to compete, it's, you know, you think about it or whatever, it's, you know, it's not crazy expensive and, um, you know, it's pretty good fun and entertainment for something we love to do, but for this event or whatever, they want to come, uh, you know, just come, we got to sign up or whatever, let Steve know, let you know, somebody, we got to start somewhere, um, if they can just let us know they're going to come or whatever. There's, there's good lodging there in Clarksville. There's good, pretty good food locations and easy to get to things, uh, reasonable cost of each side um, and everything. But we're going to have you pretty early Saturday morning and you're not going to get to leave. If you can stay till pretty late Saturday. So it's probably going to be a couple meals 
and some breaks and some stuff. You know, we can't, you know, want to exhaust you too much, but we're, we're going to put a lot of information in your head in that one day. A little more aggressive than we had in the past on on some stuff as far as trying to get an organized amount of information into you. So um, if they're up for that gruelingness and think they can do it, we'd love to have them. I know a couple people who want to come already, and I don't know if they've signed up or whatever, and it may have something to do with the $75. You know, I don't know. $75 is different in everybody's world. So if that makes a difference, we certainly want to do that. We're going to feed you in some manner, some way. It may not be phenomenal food, um, but you're, you won't go hungry. Um, and drinks, you know, all kinds of drinks and beverages will certainly be there for everybody to have. And it's a nice environment, comfortable. Um, you know, there'll be, you know, if you need a break from us and need a moment or whatever, he's got a really nice big showroom out there where it's some semi-comfy chairs. You can go out there and rest for a moment. Um, and all that. So, um, yeah, we look forward to it. Um, and keeping, keeping things moving in the right direction, hoping it grow. And I think tonight was phenomenal with all that, especially with what, what we just figured out with the score sheet and a good idea there, whatever, and hope to come up with some other things and solutions and things for folks. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you, uh, pushing through and, 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 dealing with uh again this is all just part of the process is sometimes tough conversations happen but nothing personal it's just oh no, no working no. through to working through the end we'll get through it yes, um but yeah we'll stay in touch and uh i'll follow up with again everybody who asks questions and make sure that we uh get around to addressing that and we'll reconvene in a few weeks hopefully a little bit more efficiently and then we'll go from there sounds good sir all right thanks y'all have a good night all right thank you